0: Welcome to Vanguard Garage Gaming. My name's Rhys. I'm joined by Monty, and we are your vanguards for "Conquest: A Last Argument of Kings" by Parabellum. Mate, how's it going? I am
1: well. Reese's pieces. How are you?
0: I am fantastic, mate. I'm always fantastic. Um, Fantastiche. Even even better because I've recently been able to actually play the game instead of you know just cheering from the sidelines, um, which has mate, you know, been vital. <laughs>
1: I think I think playing the game is an understatement. You dominated
0: the game on the weekend. Oh, do, dominate's a strong word there, mate. I went, I went two and one. Uh, I, I don't think that that, that classifies as domination. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mate, let me sit in your corner and fly my freak flag, alright? Domination, here we go.
0: Yeah. No, um, yeah, uh, good, no, good Good call though there, man. Um, yeah, we had the Mountain Stands uh, number six, I believe it was, up in Toowoomba, um, which is west of Brizzy um, uh, this weekend as of recording, um, and yeah, no, it was a really, it was was a small turnout, you know, eight players, uh, we had a few last minute cancels, but, um, you know, having four tables going for, for a little friendly casual event was really good, um, the, the lists that were cracking were fantastic, um, we had, um, Yaquim, uh, win it out in the end with his, uh, with his Wadroon. Uh, he was running Tontor Thunder Riders. Uh, I didn't actually see the rest of the list off the head. I'd have to go dig it up. But um... you, did, you didn't need to. That's 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 what you needed. <laughs> I was gonna say to. yeah, but once you've seen that bit, you can understand. You can understand the rest. Um, and then we Tontor,
1: had and that's that's all. That's all he had.
0: <laughs> and then um, and then I believe it was Mitch in second place with Nords, um, with great um, Mitch. That to be fair. Somehow didn't manage to play either of them during the day, which is unfortunate because their lists look really cool. Uh, just seeing the models laid out, so it would have been nice to actually know what their uh, what their game plan was. Um, and then and then I came in third, which was uh, which was a lovely little surprise because I uh, I thought I did okay, but I didn't think I did that well. Um, and so... the crowd goes wild. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Um, but no, it was, it was so good to, to dust the uh, you know dust the cobwebs off the city states and actually get some games in compared to you know just being like. I, I live vicariously, vicariously through other people playing the game.
1: Um, so. There is a there is a rock hard gamer and abs of steel underneath that um, teddy bear exterior.
0: <laughs> and now it's uh, it's all <laughs> systems go to get Cancon um, up and running because that's that's only a month and a half away, uh, terrifyingly enough. Um,
1: it, it's not it's not long at all. It's, no, it's really it's not. long.
0: It's uh, uh, super excited. Um, Cancun is going to be absolutely fantastic. I think the last I checked, we'd sold 25 out of 30 tickets. Um, uh, you know, so it'd be interesting to see if we hit the hit the 30 cap. Um, and then, yeah, that'll that be great. It'd be it'll really good um, to see everybody rock up and, and play that uh, that event again because it was awesome this year. Um, so I'm super keen to do it next year. Um, and obviously, we get the the benefit of having the early access to the limited edition source for Kings Model Two, which is always a lovely little incentive for people who want to come along. Um, and that's you know not including all, all the prizes and and the goodies I'll have on on board for everybody as well.
1: Mate, if there's anything like last CanCon, we we went a bit bonkers with the prize support. If I'm honest,
0: we did. Um, <laughs> um... <laughs>
1: Everyone walked away with a prize of some. You know, not, a, not like a little cursory prize, like you walked away with something, pretty much everyone got a box or a character.
0: Yeah, and that's the uh, plan, that's that's the aim of the game, is everybody gets some toys, so um, <laughs> so I'm going to do that again this year, so hopefully I've got enough room in the car for when we drive down.
1: Uh. <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, 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 a very high-maintenance passenger race, I, 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 need my, I need my shoebox,
0: I need all of my handbags. <laughs> 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 the, chauff- the chauffeur are driving us along as well, so we've you know, got all out for the third seat. Absolutely, absolutely.
2: <laughs>
1: but mate, what,
0: after our ramblings, what are we doing?
1: What have we, distinguished gents, come together to purloin our listeners' ears?
0: Mate, we're, we're finally going to complete something we started many moons ago, which is we are going to do the final faction focus for Last Argument of Kings. Um, for version 2.0 which is the old dominion um, we uh we left the you know the the undead romans until last uh solely because we went through everything else first and there was no other reason um <laughs> shut
1: the front door did you just say they're about to finish what we said we were going to rush through really quickly at yeah start i know right it's all
0: if ignore that anybody who's, who's listening back just ignore <laughs> that it never happened it was you know there was a glitch in the editing software and it just something went wrong and i'll think of something um but the last nine
1: months were invalid and it just just copy paste <laughs> um smiles all smiles but mate, no very very excited Uh, The old Dominion as an army and a force is something to really be reckoned with. So going through it in depth will be fun. Uh, I know we've covered it before in previous iterations, um, but I honestly think this iteration is the deadliest
0: yet for the
1: the cheeky Undead Romans.
0: Which was was a big uh, thing just in general when we, with the swap to 2.0, because obviously with the change from individual models to stands being a a core component, a lot Mm -hmm. of the, uh, and and this is obviously something we've mentioned across all the factions, but a lot of regiments got uh, shaken up a bit because they were able to be like, hey, you know, this doesn't deserve, didn't need to be four wounds or eight wounds or four attacks or eight attacks. It can, you know, now it can be six and seven. You know, you completely detach those, um, those rules from each other, which is fantastic. Um, mm. and Old Dominion were an incredibly tough army when they were, you know, one or two wounds um, per model. And now having that, that extra freedom in the design space uh, definitely helps uh, shake the army up a little bit in a good way, which is, uh, which is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, helps helps really make some things stand
0: out as absolute legendary choices. Yep. Um, and
1: we'll go through them um, and what you know some things that we think might need a, a balanced pass potentially. Mm. Um, not too much because yeah. as well, a, I, I, overall the army is, is is pretty good. I think it's pretty good in its current form.
0: There's um, there's, there's always going to be a couple of boogeymen, and that's uh, that that's that's the scary part, right? Like you're like. It's, oh, <laughs> exactly. Um, and that's the thing, right? So, and obviously, you know, we're recording this as of, you know, December at the end of 2023. Um, we don't know when the next update passes. I mean, I know when the next update passes, but that's not the point. Um, and, you know, Parabellum's always, we're, we're always looking to be like, hey, does this not get used? Does this get used too much? Is it too egregious? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and we do do regular passes to make sure that the army has a good internal balance and has really good, um, you know, balance across all faction. Um, so you're not just sitting there going, oh, every time I play this faction, I lose the game. Because um, obviously, that's not what we want. We want people to play their fun armies. Um,
1: right. And so. we also want to pump up the underdog units and
0: the list. Exactly. We
1: love the But, mate, enough about us probably on let's let's steamroll in
0: in. yeah for sure now um mate do we want to do a quick run through as to you know like the the tldr of old dominion
1: i thought you never ask and i'm about to open up the welcome
0: rug and leave it all together so the old dominion are you the parabellum take on the quintessential undead of you know tabletop wargaming because obviously Mm. every 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 game, in some capacity, has you know the skeletons and the uh, and the zombies and all that sort of stuff. Old Dominion is ours. Um, they were once an incredibly powerful empire, uh, and then you know their god went a little bit cuckoo uh, and had to get blown up, uh, and in doing so, uh, you know everything kind of went wrong for the Old Dominion. Uh, well, I guess at the time they were just the Dominion, um, and then yeah, they were just
1: they were almost the New Dominion. Are we New <laughs> Dominion No
0: but- the present, the present <laughs> dominion. Um, but yeah, so uh, everything kind of went wrong for them, and they became the uh, the undead mass that they are, uh, or masses. Sorry, that they are now. Um, they do house within. So apart from the cultists, which because there is a very small human side, the hu- like the still human worshippers of haslia who's the uh, you know the god of death or undeath, I think technically now. Um, the the forces of the Dominion, the Old Dominion, um, they are now uh, housing a small fragment of Haslia's power. And because of that, the way that the faction works, it's very different to, you know, for example, if anybody's familiar with uh, you know, Warhammer Fantasy, you had the, the skeleton hordes of like the vampire counts and stuff like that, where, you know, you're just summoning, you know, oodles and oodles of skeletons and zombies throughout the game, and that's the, the whole concept of the army. But the Old Dominion is very different. They're an elite army in the sense that when a uh, stand dies in the faction, the power that they have within them from Haslia actually goes back into the army itself. And that's, um, that's then explained in one of their core faction rules, which is their empowerment pool. And the, yeah. more, the more of their army that dies, the more powerful they get. As they start to reabsorb that essence that is you know, divided out amongst their forces, it starts to collaborate more into what's left, uh, and it powers up what's remaining for the army, and so when we get yeah. to the faction rules, obviously we'll explain through that. Um, the old dominion is split into a couple of little sub factions, um, and again, that's shown in their empowerment as well. You've got the legions, which is you know your your uh, Byzantine forces, you know your your legionnaires, your your Praetorian Guard, and you know other warriors and and all sorts. Uh, your cataphracty, you know your heavy cav, your heavy shot cav, and then you've got your Dark Creed. Which is your more mystical sort of, you know, summoned up uh, ghosts and and monstrosities, uh, which is showing things like the bone golems, which are you know basically reanimated uh, walking coffins, um, and then you've got the fallen pantheon, which are you know uh, powerful entities that are usually um, led by the fallen divinity, which is a fragment of a god left on the left on the planet. Um, which leads them into battle and that's things like the guardians like the Bukhefali, um And the canaphors and the cariatids which are these animated statues that are you know brought to life by Haslia's essence so that's the What is the old dominion? Uh, how they play that is that beautiful? <laughs> Why thank you um, <laughs> And and how they play is they're a they're, they're a fairly slow army overall in the sense that the army starts at a baseline and then starts to ramp up um, and that's to do with the fact that, obviously, as the army uh, takes casualties, it starts to get more power as that as that power comes back into it. So yeah. they still have a decent baseline stat, but then, obviously, they'll get bonus effects as the, as the game goes on. And then it's not just losing stuff that, that lets you get these power tokens. There are other ways to gain tokens, you know, through spells and effects and other special rules. Uh, and, obviously, the faster you stack it up, the more power you'll activate. Um, on average, you probably... you you'll probably hit the the top tier. Um, you know, it's not of like the halfway to two-thirds through the game, um, but if you play like an Energizer Bunny version of the, uh, the old Dominion where you're pumping everything into getting as many power points as you can, you can obviously get there faster. Uh, and the faster you get there, the, the better off you are because obviously you unlock all of your power. Um, but the army yeah. has, the army has a lot of staying power, and that is because of one of their special rules, which is the Animate Vessel special rule, um, which is on a lot of the army, apart from the, uh, the couple of living regiments, um, which I mentioned before being like the human worshippers, they are, the animate vessel means that the Old Dominion don't have a resolve stat. So whenever we've spoken about you know, um, uh, combat being really fast in Conquest, because you've got defense and then you've got to resolve to see who runs away, Old Dominion ignore that section. They do not have a resolve stat. They don't need to roll it. They always count as automatically passing it. So if you need to do things like withdrawals or reforms or anything like that that require you to to make a resolve test, Old Dominion automatically pass it, same as if they you know took wounds in combat. Um, mm. Meaning that they're incredibly tough because realistically you're ignoring, say, 30-33% of the damage you would normally take playing any other army in a game. Um, and it's it's big because you obviously if you've never played into Old Dominion or you've never played Old Dominion, it's a it's a huge game changer when you then need to allow for the extra damage you need to cause to them and the extra damage that you're not taking if you're playing them. Um,
1: well, mate, it's a, it's a huge difference maker, and
0: I, I guess I just wanted to touch
1: on way back when we um, were talking about the army, the thing that really sort of got me excited about the Old Dominion was that. That concept of, of shared power, that collective power, where you've got sort of everyone's got a bit of the god essence, and as as you know spells are cast, certain spells, and as stands are withdrawn, as as, as things rise and fall, the collective essence sort of concentrates yep. and, and 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 gathers on 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 the you know the remaining. Uh, fallen, you know, champions to sort of spurn them on to, to greater deeds. I'm really, um, it's a really uh, beautiful concept for me, and I think it it it, ca- it can come through um, in the army sometimes. When I play against it, it can feel a little bit clunky, yep. Um, sort of like a bit a bit bookkeeping, um, but sometimes it can be feel really organic, and then when it when it has that organic flow. Um, it's, it's a beautiful, it's like a symphony. It's a beautiful symphony to watch. Um, and then normally you're crying in the corner. Um,
0: uh, <laughs> because if, if it's all going OD's way, it's, 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 it's not looking it's good for time. you. So. a yeah. rough <laughs> yeah. But, um, but like, so the, I, I basically mentioned the, uh, animate vessel special rule, um, which is one of your army special rules, but it's shown on the, um, the, the different uh, entries for regiments and characters in the faction. Basically, anything that's not a cultist or assassin, which are the, the two living regiments uh, that are in the current army list, they don't have a resolve statistic. So they'll, they'll have defense, they have evasion, but no resolve, and Animate Vessel covers uh, everything that's in there. Animate Vessel also gives the regiment terrifying one. So you need to be aware that when you're versing into Old Dominion, they don't take resolve, and your resolve gets a little bit worse when you're touched by them. Um, because obviously, you know, when a when a rotting soldier is walking towards you, he doesn't seem to give a, a you know a blind man's uh, hope in hell about the fact he just blew half his body off. You would be a little bit scared about that. I um. even terrified. You took the words right out of
1: my mouth, mate. Terrifying one is is rock solid. It's yep. it's the it's the grind that most armies can't win. Yeah, that's what that's what OD. That's the, the the inherent strength of OD. The inherent strength. Like if you're If you're a brand new player saying, why should I pick this army up and play it? What does it play like? Fundamentally, it, depending on what, obviously what army you pick, you know, depending on what, what, some some regiments are tankier than others and and that sort of thing, but overall, you're gonna win the grind game against the majority of armies across the field, or pretty much all armies across the field, really. because, as you said, you don't take resolve, so that's thirty-three percent against all melee armies. That's probably closer to forty yes, percent, especially yeah. melee armies. Melee armies with terror worked into their cost, so things like Apex Predators. Um,
0: yeah, your big, you know, your big monsters and your big heavy-hitting uh, Brutes yeah, have that rely on that, that like terror. Yep.
1: Nords with the uh, with the Conning Gear Supremacy. Yep. You know, you you're you're putting a lot of eggs into a melee plus resolve damage basket which yeah. od just shrug off and say nah not bothered yeah, exactly. um so they you know why play them they are they're tanky mofos they really are they're fantastic they've got ways to heal themselves so it's even worse because you know you're not taking resolve Whenever you get damage through to the opponent they're taking more resolve than they normally would anyway and then on top of that you can heal back with with some of the um the mage characters so yeah it's um it's a, it's a really, really grindy package. The only, I guess as you pointed out, the only negatives is potentially, you know, objective speed, um, being a little bit slower out of the blocks maybe. Um, being a, lot, a lot
0: of the a lot of the factions sits in that, like, March 5 and 6 category, mm. and then yeah. you've got a couple of things that are a little bit faster. Um, obviously, they've got some cavalry that are like, they, they let you access, like, yeah, March 7 and 8 sort of stuff, but for mm. the most part, you're, you're kind of trundling up the board.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And look as, as a as a
0: high level overview of how
1: how the sort of the concept of the of the you know the concentrated power of Hazlia, you know, powering up the units works. I um, you know, without reading it word for word, the you know, the twenty words or less version, the, the, the Swift Mont method. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically all of the all of the, the, the regiments essentially have this memories of old, uh, which basically is a you know uh, power up, or a, a a bit of extra source that you access once you hit certain tiers in the empowerment tier. So essentially, uh, tier one is zero to eight tokens, uh, which means that you have to have, um, you know, the, and we'll we'll go through a little bit later the various ways that you can get sort of tokens. But the the bare basic minimum is a stand of legionnaires dies, you get a token. Yep. A stand of uh Praetorian Guard die, you get a token. Yep. Um, any stand of yours that dies, you get a token. Um, and once you hit the critical breakpoint, so once you get to tier two, you start unlocking extra spice on your regiments. Once you hit tier three, it's go go gadget time.
0: Yep, exactly. And it's important to note that you only get the um, the, the dark power tokens for, oh, or power tokens from killing uh losing anything with the animate vessel special rule so if you run an cool. army of full cultists and assassins you won't actually get any power tokens from them because they're not filled with haslia's essence um but yeah so the it's just the, like wannabe
1: groupies yep
0: yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> they're like please let us into the cool into the cool club and uh and the old amen are like no you're just here to carry our bags for us the Old media um, is
1: like, you've you, you, probably been a
0: thousand years too late. Like, you, <laughs> you
1: didn't just miss the window, you missed it by a good portion.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, uh, good segue there for Memories of Oldmont, which is the next uh, army special rule, as it were. So each, um, each regiment, uh, again, with the animate vessel special rule, have a uh, special effect on them, which is their Memories of Old. Now, to start the game, they can use it as an action... Um, and it's important also to note that the uh, animate vessels can't use the inspire action. They can be inspired when they you know, complete a charge successfully or any other special rule that lets them do it, but they can't just actively perform the inspire action. So sometimes you're going to be left with a dud action. Conveniently, Memories of Old fills that slot. Um, and when you activate the Memories of Old on a regiment, it gains all the listed effects. So, for example, uh, Legionnaires have a Memories of Old of Phalanx. So when they activate it, they gain the Phalanx special rule. Um, but then you've got, like, uh, cataphracti and when they perform theirs, they get Shock and Impact plus one. So they get both of those rules. Not just pick one or choose one, it's both of them as soon as they activate it. So, uh, and then as the Empowerment levels go up, the Memories of Old get a little bit easier and a little bit better, uh, in the sense that when you hit Tier 2 uh, in one of the Power Pools, you uh, get the memory of old as a draw event, so now you get to perform it as a draw event uh, without having to sacrifice an action. So if you wanted to say, you know, charge clash or you know march shoot or anything like that, you can still get the benefit of your memories of old on top. Um, and then when you hit tier three, you can double dip, so you get it as a draw event and you get it as an action. So for the ones mm. that have an effect, which is you know, special rule plus X. Uh, you can actually stack that multiple times, because you can draw event it to get the initial plus one, or whatever, and then you can uh, action it again to get the same effect once more. Um, and all, when, we get, when we go through the regiments, we'll explain um, you know, all the different effects. Um, and when you perform a Memories of Old as well, it's also important to note that a character that is attached, even though the character doesn't have Memories of Old, will benefit from the Memories of Old that the regiment has. So, if you perform Phalanx on Legionnaires, the, the character that's embedded within them will also get Phalanx. Um, because the effect is given out throughout the game, um, it, and it's handed to the whole regiment. So, add a little bonus for the characters that are slapped in there. Yeah, good good, good call. Uh, and then, the, until we go through the special effects, the only other important thing to note is when you uh, play Old Dominion... There's two power pools that you can put points into. So every time you lose a stand, you put a power token into either the Dark Power Pool or the Fallen Pantheon Pool. Um, each one has different effects. They both have the same tier levels. So it's still zero to eight for both um, uh, power pools. So when you hit eight tokens in Dark Power, um, or oh, sorry, when you hit nine tokens in Dark Power, you become Dark Power level two. And then when you hit um, nine tokens in fallen pantheon you are fallen pantheon tier two um Mm. so they they have the same levels there it doesn't differentiate between the two um and like i mentioned before so i'll go go through them super quick it's nice and easy uh the dark power pool when you hit tier two like i said is your memories of old becomes a draw event uh instead of an action meaning that you can resolve it uh the start of your activation without having to give anything up at tier three um, which is, uh, where are we, 18 to 22 or more tokens. Uh, it becomes a draw event and an action, so you can, you can like I said, double-dip it. Uh, in addition, all regiments in the army count as always being inspired, uh, unless they're broken. Uh, and then there's also a Tier 4 for Dark Power, which is specific to a Stratagos or a Heliarch uh, Warlord under their supremacy. Uh, and Tier 4... Uh, gives you everything within uh, tier three, and then it also means that when you uh, when your opponent sorry rolls a six on their resolve rolls when they're engaged with a regiment with animate vessel, um, that six uh, basically becomes deadly morale. So it counts as two uh, wounds instead of one, um, same yeah. as if you were to, like deadly blades or deadly shots. It's just doing that on a morale test.
1: Yeah. 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 And then the um, the other, I guess the other army rule uh, being uh, Blasper of Soma. Yes. Yep. Um, which which is basically when the warlord is on the battlefield, it doesn't specify what warlord it is, but when your warlord is on the battlefield, each round uh, before the supremacy phase begins, you add one power token to the empowerment pool. So yep. you can start to sort of see it, it's actually not that difficult to hit because really, like you, 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 basically just need to hit nine tokens yep. for things to start going, going gangbusters. Because the, the, the issue with <clears throat> the issue what with some of the regiments is they really want to get their memory of old activated because some of them are really powerful and they completely uh, make that regiment you know super, super efficient for its cost. Yeah. But if you're say charging. And then clashing. If it's an only an action, you can't do that. You can't charge, activate your memories of old and clash until you hit to tier two. And at tier two, it's a draw event. Yep. So suddenly, boom, you're drawing eventing, you're getting your, you're getting your your, your um your go go gadget buffs, you're charging, you're attacking at full strength with your full efficiency, and suddenly you know, it's 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 a really really good time. So, uh, blast is just another one of, of, of quite a few ways actually that you can get a free token without one of your things having to die. Because yep. conceivably, you can actually hit tier two, um, maybe not early game, but certainly mid game
0: without any of your stuff dying. Like, there, there, there's a few, a few different ways you can definitely you can get your uh, your nine power points uh, quick enough that yeah, you don't have to hopefully lose much, if anything at all, to uh, to get there. Um, and it's to the point where, like,
1: Tier 2, essentially, if you're playing Old Dominion, Tier 3 is a bonus. You know, Tier 3 is, you know, Tier 3 and Tier 4. You know, let's not forget um, Tier 4 with the, with the supremacy upgrade. We'll talk about how that works in a second. But Tier 3 is a bonus. Tier 2 is really where you're aiming. It's your entire thought process should be, how can I hit Tier 2 before the stuff that I want to do damage... Gets hit. yeah. Like, and once you, if you can do that consistently, uh, it's just a really helpful way of just being better at doing what you're already good at doing. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, that's spot on, mate. Uh, and then the other power pool is the Fallen Pantheon. Uh, so with this one, whenever it ranks up, uh, th- this one revolves around the Fallen Divinity, which we'll get to a little bit later. It's one of the uh, it's the big fancy character monster. Um, and whenever the Fallen Pantheon tier levels up, so it goes from tier 1 to tier 2 and then tier 2 to tier 3, uh, the Fallen Divinity actually heals. So um, the it, it powers up the the monster, it changes its whole profile as well, and then heals some wounds. Um, and it also has a, uh, an added bonus, which is... So when you're tier 2 Fallen Pantheon, friendly regiments um, that aren't the Fallen Divinity within 10 inches of the Fallen Divinity, add plus 1 to their attacks, and then when you're in Tier 3, they get plus 2 to their attacks, and they gain Dauntless, which is they can never be broken, and they always count as Inspired. Um, But when they finish their activation within 10 inches of the Fallen Divinity, they cop 4 wounds, because the Fallen Divinity decides to eat some of them, um, to continue powering itself up. So... It's a, it's a bonus in the sense that you, you get the extra attacks and the, um, the, the buff to your Clash value from being uh, inspired via Dauntless, but you do cop wounds if you end up too close to the Fallen Divinity at the end of the activation. So, uh, something interesting. Uh, but, but Fallen Pantheon is, is 100% about just stacking up as much into the Fallen Divinity as you can. Um, and it's one of those things where if you can get it to Tier 3 as fast as possible if you're running a Fallen Divinity then you're, you're just going to profit, right? Um, tier, tier 2, you can, you'd can you want to hit fairly quickly because, obviously, it, it gives you that first bump up for the Fallen Divinity, but then Tier 3, obviously, you want to hit with the Fallen Divinity, whereas Tier 3, like Monty mentioned before, the Dark Power Pool, is an added bonus, but you really just want to hit that point where your uh, memories of old is a bit easier to, to capitalize on.
1: 100%. That is a, a lovely, succinct way of looking at it.
0: Uh, and, mate, that's that's the army rules. Uh, and now we've got some supremacy abilities. We do. Um, So, oh, I'll hit the first couple. So, we've got the, uh, the Heliarch. He has the Obdurate Bone and Stone. So, this allows him, <laughs> if he's your warlord, um, to hit Tier 4 on the Dark Power Pool. Um, and it's always considered to be active. And then, in addition, once per battle, the Heliarch can activate his supremacy ability. And until the end of the round, all friendly regiments in his warband... May perform a free additional clash action um, during their activation. So this allows you know your if you if you're running a Heliarch and you're running him as your Warlord, you kind of want to stack as much as you can into his warband, max it out, because there's that once per round where everything basically gets to clash twice. Um, because you're- it's not even just clash
1: twice, is it? It's it's um it's got whispers of uh the conquest tier three for drum yes in that you can even if you're not in a position to clash trice but otherwise out of the fight you could reposition charge and clash so you exactly. can reform, charge clash yep. you can move charge free clash um yeah it's great
0: yeah exactly it's really and fun. it's nice and simple right like the, the heliarch has a pretty punchy warband um, so you know, if you're running him as your warlord, you, you'll you'll find every chance you can to to amp out his warband as much as you can.
1: And um, as we come to it, the Iliarch is
0: is a freaking beast. Sorry. yeah, he is um, he's the combat bro of the old Dominion. Um, he is the the granddaddy, yeah.
1: um, mate. Stratos or, or Mounted Stratos. So these are you have a foot version or a version on an undead pony,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: called Glimmers of a Golden Age. The army may reach the dark, empower, dark Power Empowerment Tier 4, as described in the Empowerment section of the rules, always active, uh, whether or not the character is on the battlefield or have been destroyed, so basically exactly the same as the Iliak's version, so about the Iliak and the Stratos, you can both reach Tier 4, easy, doesn't. In addition, so this is really what you're coming for, in addition, once per battle, A can activate the Supremacy ability. Until the end of the round, all friendly regiments in this army count the current Empowerment tier as one tier higher, and each friendly regiment may perform a free additional reform or combat reform action during their activation."
0: Yep.
1: So it's not the additional clash this turn. It's for a turn, all of your stuff can be a bit better, because you get one extra, one extra um, uh, empowerment tier, and you're a bit more objectively free. So you can do a free reform, free combat reform. You can you can position your dudes, you know, more effectively for sort of a key turn. Um, exactly. So yeah, really, really techie. It's a really techie supremacy.
0: Yeah, and that's it, right? So if you can time it well, the fact that everything counts as being that plus one. Uh, tier is fantastic because it means, you know, if you're already tier two, you can hit that tier three and your army now counts as inspired. Um, or if you're still at tier one and you use it early, you hit tier two and now your memories of old become drawer events. So, you know, depending on timing, it obviously works. And then that free, uh, reform or combat reform that you get, uh, in addition allows you to, to maneuver because uh, even like I mentioned before, like anima vessel, you can't, install Reform and inspire action. So you're probably going to have a spare action kicking around, but it means that you could say march, march, reform with a with the the supremacy turn because you get a free additional reform combat reform. So you can actually manoeuvre the army really, really well for that one turn and get either get set up for the next turn or it'll help you set up for the turn that you're running at the time.
1: Yeah, really cool. It's a really, really fun one. I still think my nod goes to the Illyrics one just because. I'm a simple man, um, and simple man just likes to smash things in the face. More um,
0: punchy, more better. More punchy,
1: more better, hundred percent. But I could, I could appreciate the the techie, uh, high brain of reforms and all that sort of stuff to <laughs> you know yep. and make not miss your opponent. I'm just, I'm just not there. Um, Mate, I'll take. Oh no, you take. I'll, I've I've jumped in. Well, what do you want? Do you want the Archimandrite? I was going to gonna say
0: you, you you do the Archimandrite, man. He's nice and simple, and then I'll I'll do the monster. All right. So Archimandrite, AKA Tommy Gun, the character,
1: <laughs> uh, is scholar of the profane. So this character stand may perform in a free additional spell casting action each round. This character stand cannot attempt to cast the same spell more than once per round. But we've seen this uh, supremacy before. Yep. Uh, It's very good. Then,
0: nice and simple. Very
1: good. Now, Uh, this supremacy is always considered to be active. In addition, so this is a fun one. This is an addition. Um, Once per battle, the Archimandrite can activate the supremacy ability until the end of the round. This character may re-roll any number of dice when performing spellcasting actions. So that is clutch. one key turn, you're in the flank of something. You're ready to unload with your Tommy Gun, uh, Archimandrite, and suddenly you're re-rolling everything. You're casting two different spells. It's 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 a lot. It's yeah. it's a really high value.
0: Um, or or it's one of those things where it's like you know your, your Archimandrite's ended up in a point where he's just surrounded by interference, and now you just get to re-roll all the dice and a better chance to get your spells going off.
1: Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's really like obviously it just it's it's a really effective supremacy because it makes the Archimandrite do what he wants to do just
2: better.
0: Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But yeah no, he's uh he's nice and simple, scholar of profane, does what it says on the tin. Um and now for the final uh warlord option, uh which is the fallen divinity. Uh so the supremacy here is surrounded by fear and dead men, um which is a fallen divinity, must always be the warlord. Uh and then from here it basically explains how a monster that is a character that is a regiment works so it's a very wordy supremacy but it basically just makes this this you know one-of-a-kind character monster um work in the game Uh, so a fallen divinity is considered to be a regiment in addition to it also being a character stand and therefore has all of the relevant regiment rules as if it was a monster regiment Uh, and when it activates it can perform two actions and it has access to all out of combat and combat actions as well as character actions um, in addition, it must always use a dual action, um, if it is able to do so, and may not refuse a dual action from an enemy character, uh, because, you know, that would be bad if the god's like, nah, I'm just gonna run away from that. Um, however, the, uh, Fallen Divinity is never affected by anything to do with the Dark Power Pool, so that's why the Fallen Pantheon Pool exists, uh, in the Empowerment System, um, it cannot join any other regiment and does not need to include uh, a monster regiment in its warband to exist, uh, because it is unto itself. Um, and it does not need to include any other regiments in its warband if you don't want to. So you can just have a Fallen Divinity with nothing in its warband. You don't need to have mainstay or restricted or anything of a, of a matching type to have it you know, legal. It's perfectly fine just to slap a Fallen Divinity into a list and move on. Fine and
1: perfectly common. Yeah,
2: um,
1: <clears throat> yeah it's one it's of the ones that, part of the reason that the Formal Divinity is so strong in my mind, the fact that it, it has no tack. it is a efficient package, it comes into any list that wants to take it um, and uh, pretty much sings. You know, you could, you could kit it out, I mean, we'll go through it a bit, but you can kit it out, you can not kit it out, you can put other things in its warband if you need the space, um, or you can just leave it as its solo little missile and... and, and, yeah. and love it. Um, exactly. It's really, yeah. really,
0: fun. Mate, so that's all the Supremacies. Let's just have a quick bounce through his characters. So we've got the Heliarch to start with. Um, he is a 90-point medium infantry character. Uh, March 5, no volley. He's Clash 3 with 5 attacks, 5 wounds, no resolve. That's going to be something you hear a lot. Uh, defense of 2 mm-hmm. and an evasion of 1. And he has the Animate Vessel special rule and the Cleave 1 special rule. Uh, he can yep. take up to 2 Treasures... Uh, which are, you know, the Old Dominion's relics. Uh, His mainstay options are the Centaur Prodromi, the Legionnaires and the Praetorian Guard, and his Restricted are the Athanati and the Varangian Guard. Uh, He can take the Regalia of the Dominion retinue uh, and combat retinue, but he can't take Arcane, and he can take Tactical and Combat Dark Blessings, which are the Old Dominion's uh, masteries.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you you look at the Heliarch and you see Cleave 1 in its special rules and it is lying to you. It is (laughs) telling you something that is not true. Never believe that a Heliarch is Cleave 1 because I've yet to see one in the wild. Um, I've yet to take a photo on Pokemon Snap of a Cleave 1 Heliarch. It is always Cleave 2 or Cleave 3 and it will always give you a
0: bad day. It's uh yeah they, there's a common uh, misnomer that it gets, which is the uh, Kiliarch instead of the heliarch, um, and that's because when you slap a bunch of upgrades on it, he's uh he's very good. Um, five attacks base uh, at clash three with cleave one, and that's just standard. Uh, and that's before you, like Monty said, you can increase his cleave, uh, you can give him a plethora of other special rules, um, and he's got five wounds uh, as well. So even dueling him can be a little bit rough because he's that you know. Most characters will probably be able to do four wounds quite easily to, in a duel. Um, five wounds is a bit rough, and that's not taking into account the fact that he has no resolve. So he's defense to evasion one um, for his defensive stats, uh, and you've uh, then got to punch through five wounds without getting any of the bonuses once you've, uh, your opponent's failed their saves.
1: Yeah, he's a really strong pick, and, and routinely will be swinging with, say, eight attacks three like it, yeah. it's not hard to do it's, it's quite easy and 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 very common because why wouldn't you um yeah.
0: and he's got t- a he's got a good little warband yeah. too the central centaur prodromi are a fast uh light cavalry um and then you've got the legionnaires and the praetorian guard which are your you know your bog standard infantry praetorian guard being the uh the more defensive of the two um mm. legionnaires being you know your 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 basic infantry Super super basic. Uh, and then his restricted are the Athanity, which are basically bulk attacks, and the Varangian, which are your heavy hitters. So when you're when we're talking before about the Obdrip uh, Bone and Stone uh, supremacy and wanting to max out his warband, you're probably going to be looking at something like Praetorian Guard or just cheap-ass Legionnaires to get him on the battlefield, and then you'll probably be seeing Varangian Guard to make the most out of that one-turn double-clash supremacy.
1: Double well, Palm VG, it's... Um... Yeah, it hurts, and it's yep. it's great. It's it's a, it's a really effective tactic. Um, but yeah, as, as we said before, don't don't think that you, you have to wait until um, you know you're already in combat to use it. I, I, an unexpected march, charge, clash is just
0: as crushing as a double clash. Yep, exactly. Exactly.
1: Well, um, yeah. Mate, yeah. I will take. Yeah. The oh, the the, uh, the I'll, I'll do the Stratos.
0: That's yeah. easy. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. I'm
1: jumping into
2: Are you off the... the cross?
0: All right, Done. Go for it.
1: Pyrodeacon. He's fun. Um, he is a, a light uh, character, 80 points base, a uh, movement of 5, volume 0, clash of 1, so he's a choppy boy indeed. Uh, 3 attacks, 4 wounds, no resolve, defense of 1, and evasion of 2. Uh, has the Animal Vessel, Devout, and Priest 5 special. Rules, which is fun. Priest 5, no, I love it. Draw event. He is the Dark Shepherd draw event. So the character's then may select a friendly regiment within 12 inches and immediately destroy one of its stands. If you do so, deal wounds to the regiment equal to the wounds remaining on the most wounded stand. Uh, they don't trigger a mal test, obviously, because the army doesn't have morale unless you're cultists. Um, so the destroy stand proceeds to generate a power, dark power token as normal. Uh, it can only be activated once per round. So, basically, um, you can't have multiple Hyrule Deacons doing the draw event multiple times. Yeah.
0: Basically, this um, is the, the the TLDR, Just because, again, it's one of those like super wordy rules to uh, yeah. to cover all bases, but the TLDR is pick one of your own regiments, blow up a stand, get a Dark Power Token, if it's animate vessel. Because, like Monty mentioned, if you are cult, blowing up a Cultist, you're just killing Cultists. They ain't got no power in them. There's no juice coming yeah. out of that. Yeah. Um, you're sacrificing goats to the herdstone and getting no benefit. Exactly. Um, so you, you use it to blow up, say, a standard Legionnaires, get a power token, profit.
1: Yeah, Man, really, really effective. This is this is again uh, one of the one of the really consistent ways to get early power. Like if you're running a form of Divinity, um, you know your your you know primo modus operandi is to get to that tier two. A S A P. If you're tier two, turn three, we're loving life. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um.
1: And this is a re- this is a way to get it. Um. You can bring him on. Um. He's got that draw event of just click, click, boom. See you later, stand. Your opponent doesn't even need to be engaging you, for you to just kill your own dudes and get those tokens. Uh. Because that is <clears throat> pardon me. That is a tactic that potentially could work against an OD. You know, um, your opponent seeing seeing your slow lumbering units, say they have um, artillery that they could probably pick them up from range, maybe they don't want to. Maybe they don't want to give you the power to then power up the stuff that can really hurt you because, yep. you know, a legionnaire can't really hurt me. Um, but what's behind the legionnaire certainly can. Um, so, yeah, this is a way that you can just say, okay, well, I'll just get it anyway.
2: Yep, exactly.
1: Um, but they can't, so it can have a single treasure, uh, it knows both of its spells, which is Black Flame Coruscation and Dark Supplication, both very uh, you know, ooh, evil sounding spells.
0: Would
1: uh, you like, like me I to like go
0: through that. them very quickly for you, sir?
1: Yeah, I'm just
0: skipping forward, I'm going, where are they? Well, I've got them, I've got them right here for you. Okay, So, me. Dark Supplication, range of self, attunement of two. Uh, place a power token in either the Dark Power or Fallen Pantheon Empowerment Pool. Your choice. Um, mm-hmm. Because the Higher Deacon is Devout as well, it's casting on itself, uh, it'll automatically count uh, one failed dice roll as a success, so it's actually fairly simple to get Dark Supplication off, but you are looking for twos and under. So, uh, as soon as you get within interference, it gets a little bit rough, because obviously now you're down to ones. Um, but, you know, all, all the more power to you to juice your army up. Um... All the more power tokens to exactly. you. Exactly, and then Black Flame Coruscation is uh, the Higher Deacon's Hadouken. Uh, it's a range of twelve with attunement three and scaling. Uh, it inflicts one hit per success to the target enemy regiment, and in addition, it inflicts an additional X hits where X is the empowerment tier of the Dark Power Pool. So, uh, mm-hmm. if you're if you've ramped up your Dark Power Pool, um, say for example you you got it at tier uh, three, it'll be you know one hit per success plus three. Um, yeah. So. Really, really effective. Yep.
1: Um, and it's like, but obviously the, the higher Deacon shines with that that first spell. Yep. Dark supplication
0: is his jam. Yep. You know,
1: for those playing along at home, um, if we're talking about sort of laying out how to get dark power and for for you know newer players who who probably need the I guess that guide um, being whoever's your warlord when they're on the battlefield start the supremacy you get one. Um, that's per, 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 per supremacy that's per turn you're getting one from having a higher deacon do his draw event um, blowing up a uh, cheapy stand of something you've got laying around ready to be sacrificed uh, and then you're getting another one um, most of the time when you're casting a spell so that's three per turn yep.
0: with just a single higher deacon who's the warlord or Hiredicken and another warlord it doesn't really matter. Well, um, the hiredicken, Har- Har- the- uh, can't be a warlord. He's a su- oh, support character, so yeah, he'll um yeah. he'll need a he'll need a bro. Um, but the warlord well, and the hiredicken comes in, and it's that's literally three tokens, yep. um, for doing nothing. Yep, exactly.
1: One turn.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, Har-Dekin, uh He's a nice little support character. He's a lovely fella.
1: Oh right, Oh yeah, he could also take some things. What can he take? <laughs> he can take a few things. Um, like, that's all I really wanted to cover. He's great. He was really important to talk about tactically in terms of getting those tokens. But, yeah, you can take some Centaur Kera- Kerakes, some Cultists, Boo, um, some Legionaires. I don't think I've ever seen Cultists on the table, Rhys. <laughs> uh, Have I've you
0: seen, ever seen, I've seen them. I've seen them a little bit. They, they're, they're usually used, because they're a light infantry and they can flank, they're usually used to bring him on super early so that, um... He can start getting like casting Dark Supplication, turn one, um, and he's, he's ready in place for when the rest of the stuff comes on and he can start blowing him up with Dark Shepard.
1: Yeah, okay. Fair. 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 Cool, yeah. um, and then restricted is Bucephaly, um, Hashashin, uh, Canifors, and Karyotits. So, um, is this the only character that can take assassin Hash-
0: Yes. Oh, actually, maybe the argument... No, yeah, that's just him. Yep. He's the only yeah, out, so he's the only one with access to the assassins, yep.
1: So we'll go through them later, but if, yeah, he's the only way to get that particular regiment, if that's the one, assassins, one of the, the ones that don't, don't have the animate vessel special rules, so you're not going to get the benefits from um, you know, any of the army rules, they're just pure efficiency, um, what you see is what you get
0: with them. Exactly. Uh, well, mate, let me, um, let me quickly run through the Stratios and the mounted Stratios then. So, because they're both very similar. So the Sartheos is 85-point medium infantry character. He's March 5, no volley, clash of 3, 4 attacks with 5 wounds, defense of 2 and an evasion of 1. He has animate vessel and he has shield. He can take up to 2 treasures. His mainstay are Athanati, the Centaur, Prodromi, and the Legionnaires. And his restricted are the Cataphracti and the Praetorian Guard. So where your Heliarch is your combat character, your Stratos leans more into your like your tactical general. Um, if we're to use like tropes from other factions, uh, he can take the Regalia of the Dominion and the Combat Retinue, and he can take uh, tactical and combat dark blessings. Um, mm. but yeah. So again, very similar to the Heliarch, um, uh, his warband swaps up a little bit. He obviously doesn't have access to um, Varangian Guard, and he gets uh Mainstay Athanati instead of Restricted. Uh, which he swaps with the Praetorian Guard um, compared to the Heliarch. And then he also unlocks the Cataphracti as an option as well, which are his Shock Cavalry, which work very well with his Mounted version, which is a 100-point yes, uh, medium cavalry, <laughs> who's March 7. Uh, he picks up an attack and a and a wound, so he's 5 attacks and 6 wounds, and he also picks up a defense, so he's defense 3. Um, he has Animate Vessel, Brutal Impact 2, Impact 2, and Shield Special Rules. Uh, his warband is exactly the same. The rest of it's all the same. He just can't take Retinue. Um, he's he's just a mounted Stratios. So, um, yeah, he, he works very well with the catafracti because he uh, has all of the same goodness that they do, basically. Um, and he unlocks them, which makes it even easier.
1: As soon as a foot Stratios finds an undead pony and gets in the saddle, there's, like, a montage music happens. And <laughs> So glad you made
2: it!
1: So and he just becomes what he was born to be. Um, I, I've never seen a, a non-Mounted Stratios. I think um, the Mounted Stratios is, is, is what this character was meant to be, uh, was made to be, and sitting in this cataphracti is where he lives and
0: breathes. Yeah, yeah no, he's uh, he's very good. Uh, cool little warband, uh, great set of rules, and yeah, he's a, he's a good general because obviously he unlocks that are Glimmers of the Golden Age supremacy for that once per turn goodness. Mate, do you want to hit the Archimandrite?
1: Imagine if Glimmers of a Golden Age gave everyone fluid formation.
0: That'd be pretty gross. Oh, that'd be
2: so good. <laughs>
0: that'd be so I'd
1: love that. I think it would I be horrific. That. I don't know if good's the right word. Um, <laughs> no, mate. I will, I will start a campaign to get this happening. I will, you know, I'll start a GoFundMe page. <laughs> Oh mate, love it. Um yeah, Hyradica we've done Archimandrite. is he's pretty simple, basically. He's 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 a pre-six fella. Um no combat stats to speak of, four wounds, defensive one and evasion of two. Um so he's but you know, with no resolve stat he's he's sort of he is weak to being jeweled out, but again, you've got to do your four wounds to him. You're not having any extra no being wounds. resolved. Um so you, there will be a lot of characters who just can't do it in one. Um, and that's probably all they're getting. A little bit more expensive than the Hyrule Deacon at 100 points. Um, And he he can have up to two dark blessings at the indicated points cost, uh, a single treasure, and knows the following spells, being Hasley's Touch, Blasphemous Power, Unholy Baptism, and Dark Immolation. And my assistant to my right will tell us exactly what these spells
0: do. Darn toot, I shall. So, hasli's Touch is a range 12 attunement 3. Uh, it is a target-friendly regiment. Heals for 1 plus X wounds, where X is the current tier of the Dark Power Pool. So, mm. again, if you're tier 2, you'll heal for 3. If you're tier 3, you'll heal for 4. If you're tier 4, you'll heal for, fu- heal for 5. Nice and simple. Um, oh, wow. It's also the... Apart from the Fallen Divinity healing up, I think it's the only way to heal... Oh, and there's... um. Uh, characters can also have regen. Uh, it's a very small regen, but it still exists. Um, but the 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 healing in Old Dominion is kept to a bare freaking minimum for a reason, because the army is very uh, tough and uh, leans oh, leans heavy on attrition. And the last thing you want to do is uh, be incredibly tough and never die, because everything just keeps going back. So his next spell is Dark Immolation, which is a range of eight and its attunement three, and it is scaling. Target-friendly regiment gains the Aura of Death plus X special rule, where X is the current tower, uh, current tier sorry, of the Dark Power Pool. Any regiment mm. affected by this spell has its Aura of Death plus... Oh, sorry, Aura of Death X special rule limited to Aura of Death 5. So you can never go above Aura of Death 5 as soon as you get targeted by the spell. That's a very common thing you'll see across the uh, faction as well, is um, it probably won't go anywhere above Aura of Death 5. Um with the and thank, uh thank goodness it doesn't because that's yes, that's yep. there was uh, this- some hilarious moments in very early playtesting with uh aura of death 12 bone golems um and it was just hilarious uh but also yeah we didn't want that um <laughs> it, it didn't make the
1: cut now look dark emulation right, i mean I, what i love most about oh no sorry you keep going to the spells then we'll talk
0: Oh good, easy. Let me quickly fly. there's only a couple left and they're nice and easy. So Blasphemous Power is the next one. It's range of 12, it's Attunement 3, and it is scaling. Target-friendly Regiment counts as if it's under the effect of one Dark Power tier higher than it currently is. This spell cannot grant the Tier 4 Dark Power effects un- uh, unless you have a Stratios or a Heliarch. So basically, unless you have the Supremacy that unlocks Tier 4, you cannot hit Tier 4. Um, if the Regiment is already under the effects of the highest possible Dark Power tier, it gains... Flurry and Decay 2 because you've juiced it up too much um, and it just starts to overflow so basically this is a spell that lets you do what the Strateos can do for your whole army in one turn um, the Blasphemous Power uh, spell lets you do to a single regiment uh, yep. and then the Archimandrite's final spell is Unholy Baptism it's a range of 12, it's achievement 3 uh, it inflicts one hit per success on a target enemy regiment. These hits are armor-piercing one. So Neg1 to your save.
1: Yeah. Really, really cool. I, I love the love about the Archimandra is its flexibility. Like, it's, a, it's an offensive and a support piece all in one, yep. which is quite rare. Normally, in other armies, you've got, like, your support wizard sort of like a... Um, you know, uh, mage. Oh, you know, chapter mage. Oh, uh, say, you know, chapter mage. Or you've got your offense wizard, say, tempered sorcery. You know, you rarely have both in a single package, and this really is great. Like the dark Immolation being, you know, just turning something from say, aura of death two, which isn't that, isn't hard, that hard to deal with. Like it's a couple of hits. you'll shake it off. If you've got good defense, you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, thanks. Exactly. Uh, um, sorry, yeah, I, did, I did also, I forgot to say that the uh, Unholy Baptism had scaling. So I, uh, I, yeah, I, did, I did miss that. Didn't uh, miss it. Uh, the Darker, yeah,
1: as I said, Aura of Death 2 suddenly going to like Aura of Death 5. Big difference. Yeah, um, huge. huge <laughs> yeah, huge difference. Huge. It's like one one you need to like get, yeah, whatever, I'll, I'll have a couple of dice, I'll lose a couple of dudes. And then it's like, oh my, Richmond's dead. <laughs>
2: um,
1: so yeah, that, that's really, really strong. Obviously the, um, the machine gun. Um, rerolling everything on your offensive spell is, is very, very good. Uh, um, super Seraphic uh, can just do hits to wins on itself, uh, finish something off that needs to be finished off, uh, just really strong. Um, and I love the, the early game ability to reach out and just power something from
0: Tier 1 to Tier 2. Just yep. before it goes, it's just really, really lovely. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Uh, mate, I will tackle the Fallen Divinity. Um, so, Fallen Divinity is a oh. light monster for 300 points. Um, it is, oh, it starts at, it's probably a more accurate way, uh, March of 4, with a volley and clash of 2 and 8 attacks with 10 wounds. It has no resolve statistic, and it has a defense of 2 and an evasion of 3. Uh, the special rules it starts with are, are Animate Vessel, Blessed, Cleave 1, Flank, Font of Dark Power... Um, and then hardened one and impact four. So um, people should be familiar with most of those special rules. The one that'll be sound incredibly new because it is is font of dark power, um, which is any dark power token. Sorry, any power token generated from the removal of a stand of, from a friendly regiment uh, must go to the fallen pantheon pool if it dies within ten inches of the fallen divinity. So the Font of Dark Power uh, basically absorbs all of the essence that's too close to the Fallen Divinity. Um, So if you are removed within 10 inches of the Fallen Divinity, it must power up the Fallen Pantheon. It doesn't get the option to choose whether it goes to the Dark Power Pool. It has to go into Fallen Pantheon. Yeah, it's... um, I I,
1: I mean, if you're playing Fallen Divinity, there is only one.
0: Yeah, until, you, until you've maxed it out and then you just start throwing things into Dark Power for the hell of it. Um, yeah. Now, when fine. the uh, Fallen Pantheon uh, Empowerment Pool levels up to Tier 2, the Fallen Divinity levels up to Tier 2. Um, so it goes uh, to March 6, a Volley and Clash of 3, 10 attacks, 12 wounds, no resolve, defense of 3, and an evasion of 2. It uh, has Animate Vessel, Blessed, Cleave 2, Flank, Font of Dark Power, Hardened 2, impact 5, terrifying 2, and unstoppable. Um, so basically, it just gets a little bit tougher, a little bit a little bit more powerful, and uh, some extra wounds, and its defenses start to swap around. Um, and then when the Fallen Pantheon levels up to Tier 3, so does the Fallen Divinity. Uh, and it goes to March of 8, a volley and clash of 4, 12 attacks, 15 wounds, no resolve, defense of 4, and an evasion of 1. And it has... Animate Vessel, Blessed, Brutal Impact 3, Cleave 3, Flank, Font of Dark Power, Hardened 2, Impact 5, Terrifying 3, Tenacious and Unstoppable.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's... It's an interesting beast, isn't it?
0: Yeah. There's a a lot going on. Um, The benefit is that uh, when it levels up, it tells you its whole new stat line. Uh... In 1.5, you used to have to start adding things together. Um, this is a lot nicer and neater way of looking at it. You just have to look at what level you are, and you're good to go. Um, and then, like it has, it, it's it starts a bit potato, uh, and then it then it ramps up real quick. Um, especially if someone's running a, a, their list in a way where they're generating power tokens quite quickly, um, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have to find a sweet spot to deal with the fallen divinity. And there's a few different ways of doing it. There, there's obviously the tried and true method of ignore the Fallen Divinity. Um, it can only hold one zone, and it's only one model. And if you can ignore it, it can't do anything. Um, but then obviously, uh, you kind of want to kill it before it goes to level 2. Basically, you want to kill it before, it, before the uh, Fallen Pantheon levels up, because it heals. So when it goes from Tier 1 to Tier 2, the Fallen Divinity uh, heals 4. And when it goes from Tier 2 to Tier 3, it heals 6. So you need to be aware that if you are, um, trying to kill it when the empowerment pool is about to level up, all of your hard work could go away. So that's something to be 100% aware of. Um, and so you kind of want to commit everything to it in rounds where you're not running the risk of, you know, accidentally leveling it up. Um, or you have a couple of rounds that you can pump into it before it levels up. Um, the easiest way I have found in the past is to let it hit level 2 and then try and kill it. Because there's a decent gap between the tokens needed for Tier 2 and the tokens needed for Tier 3. So it's usually the best place to do um, your you know your Fallen Divinity murdering um, when you've got that time uh, available there. Whereas Tier 1 to Tier 2 can be quite quick, and if you're just trying to chip damage it, or if, say, for example, the because it has flank, your opponent just delays it until turn three anyway. Um, then you might not even be able to chip damage it. But if you do chip damage it, it's probably just going to heal that up, that damage up anyway, without you being able to do anything about it. Absolutely. the 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 worst thing you can do if you're genu-
1: genuinely trying to kill this bird is chip it. Yeah. It's it's so hard to take down unless you have. Um, Multiple light shooting, uh, which is effective. You know, really, you're looking at egg lists only yeah. at this point. Um, is probably the, the most tailor-made to do this. Uh, it can be done. I've done it before. Um, it's, it's very difficult uh, because of the blast. So um, if you're only shooting one thing a turn, uh, it's basically saving on threes, re-rolling everything. Yep, um,
2: exactly.
1: The, once it gets to tier 2, the hardened 2 is the biggest, um, the, the, the the thing that hurts the most. Yeah. Um, other Of the blasters, is really good, but hardened 2 means that even if you're hitting it with um, warbread, you're hitting it with an Apex, you're hitting it with things with Cleave 2 that's traditionally really good for tough targets, uh, irrelevant, um, and then it's still re-rolling on 3s uh, and rerolling all the defences. So basically as, as we said the the you know if if you're you know from the point of view of trying to kill this thing like if you can either you know what I try to do is, is I try to uh, move block it initially focus all my attention on other units around it if I can um, because there's no point attacking a divinity and then just having it heal up for and, and all that Effort going away, so I might as well try to kill something else. And then, as soon as it hits up, it's like your eyes go, "It's go time." Everything needs to be in place to one and done this thing in one round when it hits tier two. Because if you let it, if you let it start to ruffle stomp through your lines, um, and I know reset. It's just one. Mo- it's just one model. Just ignore it. A lot of these obje- like a lot of these battle plans have just two objectives. Mm. Like it's you've basically got almost two lanes functionally. So the fallen divinity taking up entire half of the board, it's it's very difficult to ignore. You're you're essentially ignoring half your points of, of the objective play if in those scenarios if you ignore it. So I think, yeah, if you could wait till it hits tier two, then hit it with your shooting, hit it with your things, because it's its secret is blessed. As long as you've got more than one ability to hit it with, it can only re-roll one source of damage per turn. So you hit it with good good range. You hit it with a spell. You hit it with something in the front, and then it forces the old divinity player to go, oh, "Bugger! Okay, I have to make a choice here. Do I want to reroll, you know, X, Y, or Z? Because it, whatever it, it chooses, hopefully it chooses wrong, and you get it with the other."
2: Yep.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and as it, it's it, the fall of divinity is one of those pieces where you you're probably gonna need to play it a couple of times to understand where your playstyle balances into dealing with it. because um, mm. yeah, it can be it can be incredibly difficult to deal with the first couple of times. And then you start to, like Monty explained very well just then, is like as soon you get everything in place and as soon as it hits level two, you throw everything at it because and again, yeah, blessed is a once per round. So if it blasts the first thing you hit it with, guess what? You know round two happens and everything else that goes into it in that turn just punches it, and it doesn't get to reroll its saves. And when it's at Tier 2, sure, it has Hardened 2, but it's only Defense 3, and it's only Evasion 2. So you can actually get it down to 2s to save quite easily. Um, for, you know, for, for most things, you're probably going to be throwing at this, um, and so you've you'll got better odds of killing it when it's at Tier 2, because when it hits Tier 3, sure, its Evasion's only 1, but it's Defense 4 with Hardened 2. So it gets, it gets very difficult to actually push that defense down enough um, once it hits that final tier.
1: It's also important to note when you're talking about getting around Blessed, and I guess getting around Blessed is a concept, not just on the Fallen of Infinity, but on other units with Blessed. Um, blessed can only reroll one source of damage. Yeah. So say you have an impact and a clash, if you've got an impact that's really scary... The, the Fallen Divinity has to choose whether to re-roll the Impacts hits or re-roll the Clash. Yeah, You know, can't do both. So th- th- that ability to do multi-wave damage, is what I call it, is is basically essential. Because if all you're doing per turn is hitting the Fallen Divinity with one thing, you'll never kill it and it will delete your entire army. It's, you, you've just got to ambush it with multi-layers. Yeah. Uh, and, and now to flip that coin, if you're the Fallen, fallen Divinity player, and you're thinking, okay, I'm a, new, I'm a newer player. I've just got my beautiful big resin full on divinity. It's amazing. How do I keep it alive? How do I make it maximize its performance? It's surrounding it with things. You don't want to surround it with too much because it's already expensive, and you need points elsewhere in the battlefield to, to impact. But you want to surround it with a couple of screens or like another threat, yep. so that if, you're, if I ignore the divinity, I get punished. Because, bam, I... Sorry, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> I mean, if I go all into the Divinity, I get punished. Yeah. Because, boom, I get hit by a Varangian guard.
2: Everything else is by, there, yeah.
1: yeah. I get hit by this big thing of bone golems, And I'm like, oh, goddammit. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's make, it a, make it one of two threats and then run them side by side. Basically give me an impossible choice. Yeah. Um, at, or run it with screens. Have a couple, have two legionnaires, sort of, you know, at forty-five degrees, flanking it, and run it forward, and essentially only let it go, only let it get exposed to something you want it exposed to. Um, and yeah, there you are. Do that and win.
0: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, and to, to finish out everything else, the fallen divinity has. You can only ever have one of it. Makes sense. Has to be a warlord. Makes sense. Uh, it cannot take any treasures because obviously, you know, it's a god. Why would it use puny human stuff? Puny. And then uh, it may purchase up to three dark blessings, so it can take three masteries. Um, to 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 uh, for dark blessings being the old Dominion masteries. Um, it can only have two regiments in its warband. Um, but it has no restricted, and its mainstay are the bucephali, the Centaur Kerekes, the Canaphors, and the Karyatids. So it can have you know two of anything there. Um, I think a very common one is usually either Canaphors or Karyatids, or two of and- either. Um, or mm-hmm. chuck a carefully, uh, or you know whatever in there. But yeah, the the fact that it just lets you pick any two of those and run it as its warband is really nice without having to worry about mainstay restricted, you know unlocks and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, it's really flexible. It's it's because a common um, tactic is to essentially start with a fallen divinity and then ignore it and build the rest of your list. Yep. Um, and then have a look at okay, how many points do I have yep. left after everything else I want to put into a list? Um, do I have enough points for another character or do I just throw another two regiments onto the Divinity because that's an efficient use of points?
0: Yep, and it's easy to put them there instead of anywhere else. Like it, It's always exactly. a question you've got to ask, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's it's not uncommon to have, say, one character and the Form of Divinity yep. as your only characters or two characters in the Form Divinity. Because yep. the Fallen Divinity is in and of itself a, like a you know one of your main hammer units. So you know even if you've only got a character four regiments, Fallen Divinity two regiments, that's
0: still seven things that do.
1: Yep. Um, so yeah, it's a yeah, you know, so it's a good thing to do
0: for sure. Uh, mate, that's all the characters. Uh, we've now got the treasures of the old Dominion. Um, did you two want to pick? Let's pick two each, yeah. We we'll, we'll each, each. Get out of my head! Get out of my head! It's, it's like almost we've like done we've this done this, this for year. so long.
1: <laughs> two each, okay. I'm gonna pick.
0: I'm gonna pick. We'll, we'll do. You go. I go. So we'll, we'll, you pick one, then All I'll right. pick one. I'm gonna
1: let you because I know what you're gonna pick because you you'll, you you'll love it. Um. Or do you? <laughs> All right. I look. I'll. I'll Pick an obvious one, uh, because it's. Uh, we talked about the, the Chad iliac earlier.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Calamitas, Blade of the Celsaur. Yep. Celsaur or whatever. I, I don't really have Chaosaur. any words <laughs>
2: um,
1: Chaosaur. <laughs> Chaosaur. Um, This character stand adds plus one to its attack characteristics and gains a clear plus one special rule. Yeah. So for 20 points, your uh, humble Iliak, uh, at 5 attacks and cleave one base now becomes six attacks and cleave two base. yeah it's pretty beautiful uh, it's just a really simple uh, efficient probably best 20 points you spent all day because it it makes him from supplementary damage to oh bloody hell it's main damage territory
0: <laughs> yeah uh, mate so. what are you mate i am going to go with the Legio 1 primogenia uh it's a banner Um, the regiment this character is currently attached to gains the Aura of Death plus two special rule. Um, basically slap a giant flaming banner onto a regiment, and I love it, because there's a stack you can do quite comfortably that makes a regiment pump out a crazy amount of Aura of Death, and this is a key part of that.
1: And look, before Aura of Death got changed to remove, uh, morale attached Mm. to it, um... Pretty, pretty toxic, pretty insane. Uh, now it's still really, really, good. Obviously, without morale attached associated with it, it's less feels bad.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, still, yeah, the uh, yeah. the 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 stack was because your entire army is terrifying. Uh, it was painful. Um, it was. Yeah, it was. It was something else. But yeah. Um, What's your next one, mate?
1: Okay, mate. right, I'll, I'll go back to the beginning. Sanctified blood Uh
0: this is the one you thought I was going to pick. Oh, I was very tempted you? to, but I, I can never go past the Legio Primogenia, so it's a, it's a hard choice.
1: Now, this is an expensive one. It's 40 points, and I normally don't like to spend 40 points on an, uh, an upgrade, because I like to sort of pump out my regiments, but this one is very good. Uh, mm-hmm. Character stand may choose one army list entry that is available to them as a restricted option, and count that regiment mainstay option instead. Yeah. It's pretty gross. So, in this situation by which you essentially, like, we, we've all been in that situation where you 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 look at the regiment lists and you go, I want that. It's a restricted option. You go, okay, you work backwards. How can I get it? I want two of them. I can only have two of them. Okay, I have to pay the tax of the mainstay and then I have to get the character to unlock it and then I can have my toys that do the thing. hmm um, this basically cuts the sum of the tax out of it by essentially meaning you don't need the mainstay in which to unlock the restricted. You make the restricted mainstay.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, there's a couple of really good uh, examples where this is gross. Um, Brangy Guard comes to mind with the Iliarch, just yep. very, very effective. Um uh, mounted Stratios and Shock Uh, uh shot oh, I forget their name now. What are they? Oh, the Cataphracta. <laughs> oh, thank you. Sorry.
0: You do Sli- you do frat- need to run a foot strat for that because um the mounted strat can't take um Regalia to unlock a banner. Yes, you
1: do. So if you want to there you go. And that that's see perfect. We've we, we've <laughs> we've worked that in. So before we said we've never seen a foot strat. This is the perfect opportunity to run the foot strat because suddenly you've the got the ultimate cheerleader. <laughs> the got extra, uh, you know, if you wanted to run the, the the breakdancing cav undead army, that's a really good way to do it. Cut out the middleman. Yep,
0: exactly. Um,
1: but I mean, it, 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 there there is an argument to made that you probably want legionnaires and and the light, sort of the, the the mainstay options anyway, mm. because you need your screens, you need your fodder to die to the you know the the Deacon, you need. You need things to just sit at a point, yeah. so it's 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 a really good flexible option. That's why I wanted to highlight it because it gives you, as a list building general, it gives you tools that you can make a list different to how you played last week. You can go, okay, right, I'll play this weekend. I'll try it, and then next weekend, okay, I'll run the mainstay instead.
0: Yeah, exactly,
1: mate. Finish us off. What's your last pick?
0: I'm just trying to think. There's a few good ones, but tell you what, I'm going to pick a just a, just a random one, because I see it every now and then, which is um, the Consecrated Mitre. This is an arcane relic, uh, which is the character stand gains the Priest plus X special rule, where X is the Empowerment tier of the Dark Power Pool. So it means that you know if you're running, say, an Archimandrite um, or a Hierodeacon, you can actually just, um, you know, we're looking at Priest 6 on an Archimandrite, if you're running that in, say, an uh, army with a Heliarch or Stratheos Warlord, uh, then you've hit Tier 4, they're suddenly a Priest 10. Um, which is just great. Roll a bunch of dice for Priests. It's always good fun.
1: Take Arcane 1, they're a Priest 11.
0: Yep, exactly right. It's crazy. Um, it's, so yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, who, who, you know, our, our motto is more dice, more better. So why, why, it, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want more dice when rolling spells?
1: More dice, more better. I mean, sure, it is now. <laughs> um, but I love it
0: uh, we, need, we need shirts
1: and we need mugs quite frankly we need
0: mugs <laughs> um, um, I was going to say yeah. No, but yeah there, there's a heap of relics in here guys there's some really cool ones um, like to mention a couple you've got Skoffnung which you see a fair bit of the Curios of Halsey's Shadows another one um, so yeah there's uh, there, there's some great choices for for relics um, you know uh, just yeah have a look You'll you'll never find anything that you probably won't ever run There'll, be, there'll probably be a couple in there that'll be towards the bottom of your list, but there's a lot of it that, that just works really, really well.
1: Very, very good. Um, yeah, I, it's probably one of the one of the most competitive um, artifact lists on the roster.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll quickly punch through Retinue, mate, and then if you want to pick a couple Masteries and run through them, we'll do it this way. Um, yeah. So the uh, Old Dominion don't have a tactical Retinue. Theirs is replaced with the Regali of the Dominion. Uh, tier 1 of that is the command uh, The command stand of the regiment with the character stand gets plus 2 to its attack characteristics. Um, so that's just the command stand, obviously. Uh, tier 2 of Regalia is all friendly character stands gain regeneration 1 uh, as a draw event. So they just get a nice little, you know, 1 pip heal every time they draw. Uh, and then Tier 3 is you can modify your reinforcement rolls by 1. Uh, so if you need a 4 or less to come in, it's suddenly a 5 or less, and etc. Uh, combat is nice and simple. Tier 1 is plus 1 wound, tier 2 is plus 1 attack, and then tier 3 is plus 1 clash, and cleave plus 1. Um, so where we mentioned before, if you run a Heliarch, and you give him Kalamitas, the Blade of the Kalosaur, and then you make him combat tier 3, he's now cleave 3 with 7 attacks, um, and clash 4 yeah and then Arcane, oh. Arcane's exactly the same as everywhere else which is wizard plus one priest plus one uh, scaling and then uh, you get a bonus dice
1: my only my only gripe with this with this table is that they kept that plus one in there for cleve yeah I,
0: it's uh, one man. of the I think it's one of two factions that kept it maybe one of three factions. Um, it's, uh, it's unlikely to remain for long, is all I will say. It's, know. it's,
1: it's, they've got no right to get to cleave three, uh, with, with old mate, and,
0: um. You're exactly right, are, we're we, going to make it so we can get to cleave six, just for the They, elves. they're living
1: a charmed
0: life, <laughs> you're living a charmed
1: life, is all I can say. Um, mate, that tier three, monk is good, I don't see why you wouldn't try to work that in, it's not that expensive. Exactly, so... It's literally Tier 1, 2, and 3 is cheaper than Loyalty used to be uh, for drone and I would always put 40 points in every day of the week because it yeah. was just... Yeah, plus plus, one, And that was just sort of warband. It was in, this is plus 1, Army 1.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah, it's, um, you know, you're only paying, what, 35 points for that on Regalia? Um, yeah, so don't yeah. It's, it's, and you it's
1: get nice. an extra time, you know, a little bit of regen as well if it, if it comes up. It's, it's good. It, yeah, it's really good. It. I would, um, you know, take it. But, you know, you sort of can't argue with us one, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Moving on, that's all I'll say on the matter because um, we don't get salty on this show. Um, we, oh, I love, I love the Gladiator. I love the Gladiator um, Combat Mastery for 25 points. This is when... I, the this is how you build the you know, the, the, the Giga Chad Iliarc with this in addition to what we've already talked about. Because the twenty five points, uh, the character gains the flurry, deadly blades and parry special rules, so he just becomes a thesaurus of rules. He's like, What's um, that? I only had
0: a couple of special rules, now I've got all of the special rules. Now
1: I've got everything under the sun. So he's re- he's what, he's seven attacks, he's re-rolling everything. Um, any defense rolls of 6 is double damage. Parry is every defense roll of 1. Is it defense roll of 1? Oh, no, opponents need to re-roll 1s, isn't that right?
0: Uh, yes, parry is opponents need to re-roll 1s, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is, it, it makes him super... It makes him far more defensive. It makes him far more offensive. It's 25 points of just pure bargain.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so that's really good. Uh, the other one I will talk about... Um, in terms of the ones that... Um, uh, the <sighs> words are hard today <laughs> in terms of the ones that the fallen divinity can take, because um, very rarely do you see uh, a naked fallen divinity, because um, it would be improper. Uh, <laughs> normally, you see fallen divinity with a couple of blessings or one yes. blessing at least. Yep. Um, and the the two that essentially you sort of he can choose from is the um the kentark and the aura of malice isn't it
0: yes yeah aura of malice is uh, is usually a staple on the fallen divinity because it uh goes from just being the regiment if it's attached to anything else but if it's on a fallen divinity it then has an aura around it that uh, that pulses dread
1: yeah which is good i mean dread is is, is super
0: effective debuff that yeah. just
1: makes you so much harder to kill
0: exactly yeah get because you're stopping your opponent from getting that plus one clash from uh, being inspired, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely pretty spicy. Um, the yeah, other, it's
1: crazy. sorry,
0: you go. I was gonna say just the uh, the other one. So yeah, Kentark's really good. Um, and then you've got Aura of Malice, which is really good. Another uh, fairly common one on the Fallen Divinity is Eternal Discipline, which gives it Untouchable, which uh, lets it reroll defense rolls of six. Um, yeah. And then uh, implacable can always be fun on it as well, which gives it an action uh, to uh, grant line breaker if you really wanted to punch something so hard in the face that it no longer existed.
1: It can do that anyway. Um, exactly. <laughs> no, look, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard to work work past a, just a permanent neg one to hit aura, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's it's pretty like if you're it, it, if you want to sort of think, okay, how do I make this fallen divinity stay around a little bit longer? That's your answer
0: yeah exactly
1: um but mate i think we've done the spells we've yeah. done the stuff we've, we've read through the words
0: um mate, it looks like we're onto regiments then
1: regiments and there's quite a few of them there is um a few. let's sort of go through some of the key ones mm-hmm. um mate cultists are pretty interesting what do you think of the cultists
0: uh, they're going to they're gonna be very interesting when they come out because they're a super cheap unlock um, and they, they're kind of a weird... Because obviously being light and not being animate vessel means they don't really interact... Well, they can't interact with scoring, apart from contesting. And they, uh, they don't give you any dark power. But they do have a 12-inch shot on their barrage um, and they are lethal demise and oblivious. Uh, and the way that the special rule on their barrage is, which is Liquid Anathema... Um, helps boost aura of death uh, for anything that gets hit by it. So they're an interesting little utility unit. Um, you can slap an apostate on them, uh, which gives them flank. Uh, so they're just cheap, like throwaway chaff that can, you know, potentially help the rest of your army do things. Um, but that—that's going to be their role, right?
1: And they're just a really, really effective lethal demise carrier. Exactly. So, yeah. like that's basically where their damage is—is is a lethal demise. What I, I can't think of um, of much better in way of a screen. The only negative to these guys is they don't interact with the power pool, which is what you desperately need. Um, although in some list we'll run through, like there's essentially there's there's a in my head there's a, a way to build OD, ignoring the power pool completely. Yep. Uh, and when the power pool comes up, it's, it's a, yay, okay, a bonus, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get to do the thing better than I was before, but I'll still do it good anyway.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and then there's the, you know, the, the Fallen Divinity way, which is desperately reliant on power tokens. So I can see, I can see Koltos being really effective in the, the first sort of iteration of the list, uh, because mm. if you don't really need the tokens, and you're going to get them slowly in a few different bits and bobs anyway, then having a hundred point screen that lethal demise is back onto your opponent. Um, oh yeah, and sorry, just if, if anyone's listened to this and they don't really know what lethal demise is, it's for every for every wound that the cultist regiment takes, uh, the regiment that caused it suffers one hit. Yeah. Um, so and because oh they do have a resolve style. I was just about to say it because they yeah. do have a resolve style. Um, so basically, it doesn't count resolve. So say for instance, if you if you hit them with you know, super, super amazing attacks, and you wipe the unit to the wound. Um, you know, you've got essentially 12 hits back at you, which you know is a nasty little shock. Yeah. Uh, so they're really really fun, and I love the fact that they can just like pivot around something. I don't, I don't see it being viable because you're so tight for points. But I love the fact that if you build an aura of death list, they can pivot around something, shoot something that's in contact with, say, bone golems, and suddenly they're like way past the aura of death five cap
0: yes yeah exactly would it still cap uh no so their liquid Anathema is isn't affecting the aura of death x it's just adding two additional hits exactly so you can yeah. still be so that's
1: the way you get above the five cap so you you say you get to five and then you get your cultists to, to flank around the side shoot the thing you're in contact with there you are that's a good you. sneeze um, and then suddenly it's Aura of Death 7. And Aura of Death 7 is just not friendly um, in any way, shape, or form. So yeah, they're cool. But yeah, yeah, they are. They are. They're an option. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, and then you've got the Assassins. Uh, so they're a 180-point light infantry unit. Um, they're mm. just bulk attacks. Uh, and they've got Cleave 1 and Vanguard. So 7 attacks, um, Vanguard. Uh, they can also take the Apostate, which gives them flank. Um, they're evasion two, uh, but these guys again—they're just—they're—they're they're one of the living regiments. So they don't have animate vessel, um, but they're a fast flanking light um, with just a bunch of cleave one attacks. Um, so these these ones will also be fairly interesting because uh, they do have—I think they have some play because of the amount, the sheer number of cleave one attacks they have, um, and their evasion two, resolve three, which isn't an awful stat line uh, at speed six. So.
1: You put these guys in any other list, and you have people going, "God, that looks tasty." Yeah.
0: yeah, it's um, it's 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 an interesting one. Um, so they'll be they'll be fun to see what uh what people can do with them. Whether they see a lot of play, they might just be they're one of the regiments where I'm like, you'll probably just see maybe one regiment of them, maybe two, um, because they are quite points heavy, um, for what they are. But at the same time. They they do bring some interesting uh, play to especially early game old dominion because a lot of the army is medium and heavy um, so having access to some like pretty decent quality lights is, is good and like with 15 points and getting flank the apostate's pretty pretty much a steal on them because you're then guaranteed to be able to you know run up the board real real fast
1: yeah these guys are great like mm. they really are what's the master hasassian do.
0: Uh, I 24. was literally just looking him up because I couldn't remember off the top of my head um, because it's one of those things where it's like I'd committed the um, the apostate to memory, but the master assassin gives them... Oh, there you go. He gives them deadly blades. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, geez Louise. So then um, these then guys, there's seven um, attacks apostate. each. Yeah, seven attacks each with yeah. deadly blades.
1: I can definitely see... I mean, again, it's, it's just... I, I like that it gives the OD list options like when these guys come out you can legitimately focus on that early pressure supplemented by the mediums and heavies that don't don't give a damn about the power token pool Mm -hmm. and then just essentially ignore that part of od completely yeah um and it to be honest looking at that competitive stat line for the points like these are what vanguard clones dreams they could be (laughs) Like yep. really, they are, um, and and they're not much more, more points than they are. So it's, mm. it's yeah, they're great. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sold. A little bit, little bit, um, little bit love struck to be honest.
0: <laughs> uh, now we move on to the ghosty boys. So we've got two different variants. You have the carries, and you have the Mori. So the uh, carries are 160 point light infantry. Their movement six with a volley of two, a clash of one. Four attacks, uh, four wounds, no resolve, no defense, and evasion of two. Uh, They have Animate Vessel, they have Barrage 3 at 12 inches with Shore Shot. Uh, Shore Shot allowing them to, you know, fire through uh, forests and stuff without any problems. Uh, They are Devout, and they also Priest 1 per stand to a maximum of Priest 12. And they have loose formation, meaning that if you're trying to shoot them or impact them, uh, it's a lot harder to deal them any damage because it uh, it halves out your shots and your um and oh sorry, impact is they can't perform impact. I got that backwards in my brain. Uh, if you're shooting at them, they... not shots and spells. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's the one. Thank you. Uh, and then their memories of old gives them priest plus one. So if their memories of old, they're now priest two per stand to a maximum of twelve. Uh, meaning they can cast their spells a little bit more effectively. And they have two very cool spells. Um, uh, It's important to note that it does cost them one of their actions to perform a spellcasting action. They don't get a uh, freebie or anything like that. You do need to spend one to do it. Uh, They have Insanity, which is a range 10 Attunement 3 spell that inflicts two hits per success on the target enemy regiment. The enemy regiment rolls defense rolls using their lowest unmodified resolve instead of their defense. Wounds caused by this spell do not cause morale tests, though. Um, however, uh, as you uh, level up the dark power tier, uh, dark power pool, you do get extra bonuses to the spell. Which is, should you be tier two, then any wounds caused by the spell cause one additional wound for each unmodified resolve roll of six. So this is that um, like deadly resolve that I mentioned earlier, uh, and the. Uh, when you hit tier three you get that deadly resolve and also the spell now causes resolve damage as well so you need to roll morale for it when you take damage uh, and then the Jeez. other spell is drain will which is 12 inch range achievement three and scaling if the spellcaster scores two to four successes uh they reduce the target enemy regiment's defense by one uh, until the end of the round and in addition if it scores four or more successes then the enemy regiment suffers one additional hit from any aura of death they suffer. So, um, for example, if you had Liquid Anathema and Drain Will on a regiment, they would take three additional hits on top of whatever aura of death they cop.
1: Great Scott, that was a lot of words. It is. Jeez um, Louise. Um, mate, can I just go back to something? With Insanity, right? So the first paragraph says, Wounds caused by the spell do not cause a morale test. And then it says, should the dark power pool reach tier two, then any wounds caused by the spell causes one additional wound for each unmodified resolved roll of six. So don't they cancel each other out? If that doesn't call morale test, then it wouldn't be rolling resolve roll.
0: Uh, sorry, just, just quickly bounce that back at me again. I, I think I, missed, I misunderstood what you meant about halfway through.
1: No, you're right. So the first, <laughs> the first um, uh, uh, paragraph for the Insanity Uh, spell. At the end of the first paragraph it says, wounds caused by the spell do not cause a morale test. Yes, yep. And then the second paragraph specifies that if you're in the Dark Power Pool Tier 2, that any unmodified resolve roll of 6 causes an additional wound.
0: Yes, yeah. Which it obviously won't do until it hits Tier 3. And that's why it mentions that the the Tier 2 and Tier 3 effect are cumulative.
1: But... but it, isn't it redundant? Because if there's no, if the wounds caused by the spell don't cause a morale test, then you're never rolling morale. But then, so as, soon as, but as soon the as spell.
0: you hit tier three, you do cause morale, and then so. Oh, the, the lovely! Fantastic!
1: Good. Thank yeah. you. So no, there you are. You're simple brain. <laughs> and by troubleshooting on the show, we can go right. Okay, if you have those questions at home, um, we answer them for you
0: with blind stupidity. Yeah, oh, that's all right. No. Uh, and then we've got the Mori, which are 180 point light infantry as well. They're speed six. Uh, Clash of two, uh, no Mm -hmm. volley, uh, six attacks and four wounds with no resolve, no defense, animation of two. They have animate vessel, they have aura of death three, and they had fluid formation. Uh, And their memories of old is cleave one and priest plus one per stand. Uh, Note that they don't have priest inbuilt, so they only get priest when they remember that they used to be priests. Um, Same special... Important to note as well that the carries and the Mori have a rule that says they cannot be joined by a character stand. Um, so they have to, you know, go it alone, because obviously they're ghosts, and their, their bros will get left behind when they start walking through walls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, the, again, the Mori have to spend an action to cast a spell, uh, and they have two spells, uh, one of which is Immolation, and the other is um, Translocation. So Immolation is a range of self with an attunement of three and scaling, Uh, The regiment gains Aura of Death plus X, where X is the number of successes divided by 2, but rounded up. Uh, Any regiment affected by this spell uh, has a cap of Aura of Death 5. So like I mentioned earlier, if if you're ever bumping up Aura of Death, it's going to cap out at 5. And then the other spell is Translocation, which is a range of self and an achievement of 3 and scaling. Uh, The regiment immediately performs a free additional 8-inch march, ignoring all intervening regiments, character stands, and terrain. The regiment must be placed in a legal position at the end of the march and cannot overlap with anything. Uh, This effect can be used even if the regiment is currently engaged, and when performing this move, the regiment may move sideways and or backwards without having to halve its march characteristic. Yeah, very tricky. Basically, you just pick the unit up and place it 8 inches away, and you're done.
1: And make the sort of like ghost noises of Yep, exactly. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. Yep. Mate, yeah, the Carries and the Moray—they're they're they're big brain regiments, aren't they? They they've got special rules at the absolute wazoo. They've got really techie play that require you to, to really unlock their memories of old uh, to 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 fully sort of maximise them. Uh, and they're expensive. Like they, these are premier units. Um, so they're getting them into a list with their other big hitters is difficult. Um, but I like these guys are they're really cool. I would love what I would love is if Moray were mediums. If they were mediums,
2: I, I think
0: they, I would I feel like they'd be a little bit scary as mediums. Um, I think but- I would build a build a list out of that.
1: <laughs> out of lights, they're still bonkers for lights. I think they're really good. 180 points, so much points for lights, but still really good. Um Yeah but it's, you're just you're running out of your points, aren't you? Yep.
0: Real quick! Exactly, <laughs> and that's the issue. And that's actually a very common issue you'll see in Old Dominion, is you will run out of points pretty fast uh, if you start Because
1: they're, you know, they're obviously paying for so many of their special rules, aren't they? You're paying up the wall for, and so you bloody well should, um, Fluid Formation, or of Death 3, um, yeah, Cleave 1, once you start remembering that you actually are Achilles ghosts. Yep,
0: exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: Like There's no there's no bad here. There's no fat. It's just a case of can you make it work um, and make the rest of the list mm. sort of a cohesive symphony. Um, and maybe you can. And I, I would love to see lists where Moray More are sort of a key part of them.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, mate, we got Legionnaires next. Uh, so these are your... Humble Legionnaire. Your, your, your super basic infantry. Uh, they're medium, they're infantry. They're 120 points for a March 5 zero-volley, clash 2, 4 attacks, 4 wounds, no resolve, defense of 1 and evasion of 1 regiment. They have animate vessel, they have shield, and they have support 2. Um, they Memories of old is phalanx, giving them the plus 1 defense from the front. Uh, they can take a standard bearer, a icon bearer, which is when the command stand dies, you get an extra uh, dark power token for it. They can take a dark cenotaph. Uh, they can take a profane reliqui- reliquary, sorry, and they can take an acolyte or an optio uh, to quickly run through what those ones do for people. Um, Pretty sure. Optio gives it
1: vanguard. Yes,
0: the optio gives the regiment vanguard, which is always a fantastic option because it lets you do the triple march on entry. Uh, the dark mm-hmm. cenotaph lets the command stand count as two additional stands when scoring. Um, so it means your command stand now counts as three stands so an MSU would be five stands Um, the acolyte uh, means that you can always be targeted by a friendly priest regardless of range um, unless the spell has a range of self at which point you can't do it Um, uh, and then profane reliquary gives the regiment the aura of death plus two special rule really cool yeah yeah, most of the time that I've seen Legionnaires, they're usually either an MSU, or they're a usually a 5 block with a character and an Optio. Or you can have an MSU with an Optio, because 15 points for Vanguard is super cheap.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, these guys are uh, sort of the backbone of the army. Like,
0: Legionnaire, you can never have
1: too many boxes of Legionnaires, ladies yep. and gents.
0: Yeah, Everyone can um, run Legionnaires, and uh, they're always there. They're the universal unlock. They're essentially hold warriors...
1: They're the hold warriors of this army. Um, they, you know, they're the super efficient uh, sacrificial uh, points for your power tokens. Like these are these are this these guys are how you pressurise your opponents. Because if you if you don't deal with them, they score. Yeah. If you do deal with them, you they, power up.
0: They give you dark power. <laughs> they give you dark
1: power. And and I would always be running an icon bearer. I think it's the most efficient. Um, uh, uh points for power tokens in the list
0: yeah
1: uh 10 points for another power token i'll take it
0: yeah uh, especially, like, especially because... in msu if you're just running three legionnaires for 120 points you might as well slap 10 points on it to give an icon bearer and just throw yeah. it away
1: yeah i mean you can th- think of think of one regiment of this right 120 points if you say you brought these in alongside a um deacon right you have your icon bearer in there so it's 130 points
2: mm-hmm.
1: um you've got four tokens that you get from killing this three stand regiment for 130 mm-hmm. points um and that's all you need in addition say so, say you know not counting any of the other uh losses in your army not counting any of that all you need is to kill this one regiment plus the free ones you get with the hira and suddenly you're activate you know tier two really quickly yeah um yeah i think it's it's you know, it's great. I mean, these guys are—you'll you know, always have legionnaires unless you're running, you know, a non-power pool style
0: list. Yeah. thats it. Uh, and then we got Praetorian Guard next, which is just your your tanky, tougher version of legionnaires. Um, so for forty extra points, so one hundred and sixty. Uh, same stat line, uh, but you get uh, plus one attack and plus one wounds. So they're five attacks, five wounds, and their defense two base. One defense, uh, baby. And then they have uh, animate vessel and shield. Their Memories of Old is the Bastion plus one draw event, so when they Memories, they get Bastion plus one, meaning that they go from defense three at the front to defense four. If you double stack at yeah. defense five, um, they can take a Standard Bearer, they can take an Icon Bearer. Um, they have access to the Dark Cenotaph and the Profane Reliquary, which I just ran through before.
1: Mate, if you double stack these guys and get them in the way, damn. Not
0: yep. through. And a super common build for Praetorian is a that Legio 1 Primogenia uh, with a Profane Reliquary, because it now means the Regiment's Aura of Death 4, um, and it is super tough, um, and yeah, if you just get it in the right spot at the right time, it'll just sit there for days and days, because you know, 5 wounds on defense, 5 if you're a tier 3 double tapping Bastion, um, and then you know yeah. you're just pumping out Aura of Death Four. It's uh, it's it's pretty bonkers.
1: Getting these guys four wide, four stands wide, so that Aura of Death Four is like sixteen hits back yeah. every prime, time. Prime real play. estate. It's it's really tough. Like they're they're very very good. They're expensive. They're sharing. You know, they slightly more points cost with some of the other entries, but like you can build. Like these guys are a really effective block and. If you're not putting them in, there's a really good reason why you're not, mm. to put it that way. Because with, as you said, with that banner and the profane reliquary, that's it's just insane value. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, mate, uh, a Thanatoy. Yes. Or a Thanatee.
2: Thanatee. Um,
1: the, the, the medium... Uh, infantry, they're 170 points, so, so these are premium, they're primo. Uh, they're movement of five, volley of zero, clash of two, uh, attack six attacks each, uh, four wounds each, defense of two, evasion of one, no resolve stat to think of. Get out of here, they don't have one. Yep, it's not necessary. Um, <laughs> they have the adamant vessel special rule, the bodyguards special rule, and the flurry special rule. A good sir, can you please tell me what the Bodyguard's special rule is?
0: I can indeed. Uh, Bodyguard is nice and simple. Uh, It allows your regiment, if it has a character attached, uh, to basically ignore uh, being broken when you uh, refuse a duel. So, when this regiment has a character stand attached to it, it does not become broken as a result of the character stand refusing a duel.
1: They're the old BBB!
0: Yep, they're the old BBB. I love that. That was great. That were good times. Yeah, so <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's so it's probably actually it's a thing I did forget to mention when we we're talking about animate vessel. Animate vessels don't take resolve, but if you kill half the regiment, they can still break, and if you kill them half again, they can still shatter. So they still suffer. They still suffer from the, the the you know the core function of resolve. They just don't have to take the rolls.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even think I, I in my head I don't compartmentalize broken and shattered to be. Sort of a, as a result of resolves in my head, I just that's just like a core yep. concept of the game in like its own little category. Um, but yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. Like these guys are they're effective to run a uh, character in that you don't want jeweled out. Say, for instance, uh, can, can a, a Gatling Archimandrite go on these guys?
0: Ah, uh, you'd have to seek into it. Um, okay. It doesn't have access to them, no. By Less Colton, but be. you could hop into town quite easily. That would be young.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, these guys are, are great. They're, 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 they're pre much points, but they, like, with Flurry, that's a lot of attacks. Uh, doing a fair bit of stuff. What's the Princeps do?
0: Uh, Princeps means the Regiment always counts as Inspired.
1: Yeah, cool. Okay, lovely. Um, so yeah, uh, just a bulk, bulk dice. These are your bulk dice. I only got the counter-attack. Counter I feel just... Personally, with me, I feel that they're probably a little bit outshone at that points range um, by a few other things just because, like, you've got things that can kill
2: um,
1: and you've got things that are tankier. Um, Where they shine would be if they could take an Archimandrite in them natively because Mm. then you can bring your 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 supercaster and just put them in your bodyguards and off your pops. Yeah and they, it would be internal synergy. But maybe that's too... Maybe I'm just
0: thinking thinking I want my cake and eating it too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, always, it's always fine line balancing that one. Uh, so that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, we got the Varangian Guard next. Um, yeah, they come. Yep, so these guys are 200 points. They're a heavy infantry. They're March 5, Clash of 3 with 4 attacks. They have 6 wounds, defense of 3, and an evasion of 1. They have Animate Vessel, Cleave of 2, and Hardened 1. Uh, and their memory of old is cleave plus one and line breaker. So they can become cleave three and then obviously cleave four if you double tap. Uh, and line breaker letting them ignore shield and bastion. Uh, and they can obviously have access to a standard bearer, princeps and a dark cenotaph. These guys are bonkers. Yeah, these, these are your prime infantry punchy punch. Mm,
1: punchy punch and never die. Yeah. Um, six wounds a stand is ungodly. Yep. Um I mean, they with, with that hardened one, they're effectively defense four against anything decent. Um, so defense four with no resolve and six wounds a stand—it takes an enormous amount of dice and firepower to take down even two stands of these boys. Yeah. Um, with the cleave two, I know their only their only downside. Well call it the downside being only four attacks each so even though they've got they've got decent reliability being you know clash four on the charge
2: yeah
1: and then rolling what 13 dice with a minimum unit 13 dice clash four and then cleave two so they're doing a lot of damage where these guys are just like the premier grinders aren't they they don't do like big ticket damage unless you start getting the Old, uh, the Fallen Divinity within range to give them plus one attack, in which case, okay, now you're starting to real cook it.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but they just don't die. And that's that's why you run Varengi Guard. They just don't
0: die. Yeah, And they're also, because they're six wounds, they're also lucky enough that if you are running the Fallen Divinity with the Fallen Pantheon, they can actually benefit from that plus two attacks to get them to six. And if they lose when they lose the four wounds, if they end in in range, they don't really care because it's not enough to kill a stand unless, obviously, they're already wounded. Um, yeah, yeah, so. yeah.
1: Oh, I mean, these guys are like—you build the army around this. Yeah, this is like you every you've got, you know, certain units that are pillars um, that you sort of everything functions around. And for me, these guys are it for old Dominion. I think they're so so good. And then you know, just just quietly, you know, when we're talking about. The, the list that don't need power power tokens yep. and the list that do, these guys are quintessential don't need power tokens because for their, stat, for, for their cost and for their stat line, you, you literally don't need to give them anything. They do what they want to do out of the ten. irrelevant whether you're on, on tier one or tier three. Yeah. Obviously, once you go to tier three and you start getting cleave, like cleave three, cleave four, line breaker, it's sort of like you know, it, there's diminishing returns after a point because Cleave Two is yeah. already really good, like there are sure, there are case points where Cleave Three and Line Breaker is super impactful and amazing and needed, uh, but on the whole, Cleave Two is usually just enough to do the job anyway. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah. If you're not running for Guard, obviously there's there's super there's and that's the problem with OD. There's a lot of good stuff and there's yeah. like there's a lot of good competition. For similar roles, you know, Varangian Guard versus uh, a souped-up block of um, um, uh, the, the one which is Praetorian Guard, sorry. Mm. Words. Um, like, both are really good options. Both are fairly similar uh, role once you start upgrading the Praetorian Guard with the Aura of Death shenanigans. Um, and it's sort of just pick your poison, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, lovely. Oh, Any add-on and gun? No, man, you, you've covered it all, um, that, and I, I agree with the, your sentence. Like, they can actually just ignore the dark power pool, and they're still getting everything they want. The, because, like, the only thing extra you would probably want on them is that line breaker if you want to punch through that high defense from shields and bastion. Um, but with some of the upgrades, like there's a there's a mastery that lets you do it, and there's a relic that lets you uh, get line breaker. So there's easy ways to circumvent needing to um use your memory of old to get more um you know more offense when you already have a lot of offense
1: and you can just use an action to get it yeah
0: exactly. like if
1: exactly. you're already in combat with him if someone's foolish enough to charge a block say for instance you've got a heinous block of five or engine guard yeah yeah i can't think of many things in the game that will dent a significant portion of that in one in one activation
0: yeah no, it's, um, it's going to take it's going to take multiple rounds
1: it's going to take a lot to get rid of that block. And so you're already in combat. You don't need to charge, so you, you activate your memory of old. You've got cleave three. You've got line breaker off the bat, ready to go, and you're breaking your hearts and taking naps.
0: Yep, that's it. Uh, but yeah, man, that's, uh, that's that's Varangians in a nutshell. Uh, what's next on this? Oh, we've got Karyatids next. Um, there is it. So these are 200 point medium brute. They are march of six, volley and clash of two. They have four attacks and five wounds. They have a defense of three and an evasion of one... They are animate vessel. They have barrage 3 at 20 inches with armor-piercing 2. Uh, and their memory of old is barrage plus 1 and fluid formation. Really cool. Yes. These are the um, the shooty statues. Shooting statues, yeah. Si- size 2 <laughs> shooting is always great. Uh, having 20-inch range is fantastic. Armor-piercing 2 is fantastic. Uh, and the fact that you can make them barrage 4 and then barrage 5 if you get within effective range is, is pretty good.
1: Can you double tap barrage?
0: What barrage? Can you make him barrage six? Uh, n- what do we got? Uh, yeah, you could if bar. you if Sounds you double. Yeah, if you double tapped it and then we're in effective range, you could. That's gross. Yeah,
2: That's
0: <laughs> pretty good. And they're and they're volley three too. So obviously, you'd probably want to be taking aim to get more out of it. Um, you wouldn't. No. <laughs> But, I mean, you know, there's there's, there's nothing stopping you from, from doing that. Um, it's just, you know, hitting on twos to hitting on threes is a big difference. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. These guys are, like, your long-range snipers, and yep. they, do, they do a phenomenal job. Like, for 200 points, it's a lot of points, but they, they for a shooting unit, they start getting value really quickly.
0: Yeah. Um, and they can shoot over your Legionnaires. They can shoot over your Praetorians. They can shoot over your Varangians, you know. They can actually like until you're putting other brutes and cavalry in the way, they can see everything. Um, yeah. And so yeah, it's uh, it's it's really good that they can actually just sit back and support. And the twenty inch range lets them do that too.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know when they activate their breakdancing fluid formation, they suddenly like they can shoot things that you didn't think they could. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you're like, what? Yeah, what does that? <laughs> Break dancing statues in the corner <laughs> and doing all sorts of shenanigans, and you're like, "Oh, okay." Well, we're playing different games. Um, no, they're really, really good. Like, like they. To be honest, their output is is better than like a uh, a uh, iron a Ironclad Drake, like a a, a, a shitty Drake. Oh, Hellbringer. With, yep. um, Hellbringer. Sorry, thank you.
2: Um,
1: their output's better than that um, without significant overcharge tokens. Um, they come on earlier. They just—they're great. Like they they are an unlock as well, aren't they? Are they—are they just restricted, or are they? Uh, they mainstay? are
0: restricted under the Hierodicon, but they are mainstay, obviously because the Fallen Divinity can take you know two of whatever oh, it wants. So okay.
1: that's what I was thinking. So you can just slap one or two of these with the Fallen Divinity, and yep. suddenly you've got your range support locked down, yep. and you can reliably kill a dinosaur.
0: With this, yeah, they do know. some. They do some good damage, man. Like they, they get to roll a bunch of dice because uh, you know, as soon as you, you are probably again, you got to probably wanting to take aim and shoot. Um, yeah. But as soon as you hit level two, you're firing four dice, hitting on threes at armor piercing two. Really good.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're you're reliably killing a Rex in two turns if yeah. you like. Or, or, or you could almost flash kill it if you have two of these units side by side.
0: Yeah. If you had enough. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Um, so, yeah, really effective just target selection to um, to take down the things that may otherwise give your other things a problem.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, mate, let me take these guys because they have taken me before. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs>
1: so I'll return the favor. Bone Golems at 210 points. Um, bloody Bone Golems. Uh, they're a heavy brute regiment. Movement 6, Volley of 0, Clash of 2, 4 Attacks each, 6 Wounds each, Defense of 3, Evasion of 0. And the animate Vessel, Aura of Death 3, Special Rule, Cleave 2, Hardened 1, Impact 2, Relentless Blows, Unstoppable, and I am out of words.
2: <laughs> um, out of these
1: words these, these walking coffins have. Um, they have 65 points for an additional stand, uh, which is very competitive uh considering their starting points cost, so that's that's really efficient way of, of, of you know building the unit. Yep. And then they have memory of old which is aura of death plus one. Yes. So um, double tapping that aura of death if you get to tier three means that they have aura of death five baked in. Yep. Um what's not to say they they're
2: great.
0: Yeah. They're big, they're punchy, they're tough. Um hardened one, um on a defense three six wound chassis, it's it's hard to chew through. Um, and they're like your additional stands are actually relatively cheap considering what you get out of them. Um, and I mean they're doing two impacts as well. So and they've got unstoppable built in, which is always lovely. Um, yeah. So yeah, like these these guys are consistent. Like they they've got a fairly low clash, you know, clash two, but they're not. They they can just sit there. They've got they're so tough, and then they've got aura of death three. Easily, aura of death four when you hit tier two, aura of death five. You know, if anything else helps them, or if they double tap it, yeah, it's it's really good.
1: They are. like these guys. Think of them; they do less upfront damage, but they do more sort of aura of death, just sitting there damage. Yeah, exactly. So you know, the question of do these guys do as much damage as Varangian guard? Oh, I mean. I'd have to do the math, but Battle war of death probably swings it to these guys. Yeah,
0: I guess it's um, it'll. Dep- awesome. I think if you can capitalize on where you can get bone golems and what they what runs into them, or of that's probably better overall. Um, yeah. But I well, but you're but you're going to be sending Varangians against something that they need to crack open. So you, it's you know different tools for different jobs, right? So. Well, actually.
1: Because Relentless Blows, like if we actually doing the math, Relentless Blows being Exploding 1s mm. is the mathematical equivalent of one extra Clash. True. So these guys have the same Clash and the same Attack stat as for Guard. Um, they've got Cleave 2, so the same Cleave. They've got Hardened 1s, the same Hardened. They do Impact Hits, they're faster, and they have built-in Unstoppable. Mm. Um so everything we just said about Varejo Guard and, and Gushed over them are uh, just basically Brits of repeat for Bone Golems because they essentially do everything uh, but better because they also have Aura of Death. Um, and they're just slightly more points. Um, the only things that Bone Golems have to their detriment is they are quite difficult to fit in on the list because they're only restricted to the Archimandra. Yes. Yep. And if you're running the Heliarch which a lot of people do because he is the <laughs> Um Then you're maxing out the bands Warband.
2: Yep.
1: You're throwing a Fallen Divinity in there and suddenly you, you you just do not have the points for a Archimandrite, a Mainstay and a buffed up unit of Bone Golem. You just can't fit them in. So they're really... like I actually prefer Bone Golems. I love Bone Golems. I think binning the Fallen Divinity can sometimes set for uh, uh, old dominion players free because when you take out the points of that and you give yourself ability to freeform lists around other standout units you can suddenly go okay what if i just run like something focused on bone golems yeah and leverage the bone golems as my as my star player in the list um and you know that's <laughs> not a bad option <laughs> It's <laughs> top that. Um, they're terrifying. Um, and, yeah, I love them. I, I can see myself running a bone golem's list.
0: Yeah. No, they, they're, they're good, man. I've played into it a bunch of times, and it's always fun. Uh, We've got Canaphores mm. next, um, which are a heavy brute. They are uh, March 6, Clash 3, 5 attacks, 5 wounds. They have defense of 3 and an evasion of 2. Um, they have animate Vessel. They're blessed. Cleave 1, Hardened 1, Impact 2 and their memory of old is Flawless Strikes, so one's Ignore Defence. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Just a choppy version with re-rolls to Bone Golems, comparatively, for the most part.
1: Yeah, they are... It's it's so annoying, because they're also so good. (laughs) Yeah. That Blessed is the key. Like, the Blessed is, is the unit identity. Like, Cataphors are the punchy statues that never die, because they're defensive... Two, well, sorry, defense three with hardened one. So you hit them with, um, you hit them with cleave one, say, and their threes re-roll in defense. Yeah. Uh, with no resolve, so they're, they're really tanky, uh, and they do heaps of damage. They're they're, they're five attacks each. So they're with with cleave one, so if you reserve your blessed for your offensive, um, you're
0: blending things. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's really good.
1: It's they really good. yeah, just I mean yeah, insert. Yeah, a really yep. good choice
0: here. And then for another <laughs> brute option, we have the bukephali These get own, out of it. There's your, too many good
1: blood. Blood. I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. Cancel Becephaly.
0: No, but they're so good. I mean, they're they're not as cool as my Minotaurs, but they're close.
1: <laughs> Go on, give us give it to us. One of the Becephaly?
0: All right. So the 220 point heavy brute. They are March six. They are Clash three. They are four attacks. They are five wounds. They are defense of three, and they are an evasion of two. Uh, they have Animate Vessel, they have Brutal Impact 1, they have Cleave 3, they have Impact 2, and they are unstoppable. Uh, and their memory of old is Brutal Impact plus 1. So, they can hit Brutal Impact 2 very easily, uh, and they can hit Brutal Impact 3 when they double tap. Uh, and they've, you know, two impacts each, hitting on threes, really nice. Inbuilt charge rerolls, also lovely. Um, mm. No, they, these, guys are, these guys are pretty tough. Um... They do struggle compared to I think that the difficulty with Old Dominion is you've got the, there's three three brutes we've gone through now they're all heavy brutes and they all are very similar um, which is obviously something we notice as a uh, as part of the design and so we will see what happens to them in the future but they're um but are great um, the models look fantastic they play really well. Um, I mean, they, they're just, they're undead minotaurs, right? Like, that's, what's not to love about that?
1: They, yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, my man. They, it, it's almost like you want the one stat line, and then you say, right, buy the particular models that you love, and then here's your brute stat line, and yep. then you can basically pick one of three subtexts.
2: Yeah, exactly. To run it
1: at. Um, because they, you're right, they're, they're very similar. They're almost functionally identical points cost. They do. They're slightly less tanky and slightly more damage. Yeah. Um, so it's essentially sprinkle for flavor. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. You've kind
0: of got you've got you've got passive damage from Aura of Death on Bone Golems. You've got clash yeah. damage from uh, Flawless Cleave and Blessed on Canafores, and you've got impact damage with the High Brutal Impact uh, on Bukethly.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean Bukethly, give that that Cleave three native is yeah. really helpful. Um, really, really effective to just like, just dust off a Tontor yeah. or get rid of an Apex or just get through. You know, when the um, ironclad Drake gets out, um, yep. you know, that thing's going to be hard to kill. Um, up steps for Cephalia, it says, we've got a voice. Um, yep. So they, they definitely have a place. Um, but as you well pointed out, I think the OD list suffers a little bit just with sameness. Yeah, um, for sure. But, I mean, let's be honest. It's, it, it's a nice problem to have. Because yeah, you right. get to pick the models that you love, and and they are like the, the one thing I will say is even though their stat lines are similar, the model the model choices could not be more different between yeah. the Bonegall, <laughs> the Cataphors, and the Pacificly, and there's all three of them are phenomenal sculpts, but yeah. like they're so flavorful. They really do capture the imagination depending on whoever's playing it. Um, you could really go to town with narrative theme or, you know, whatever tickles your painter or your, your you know, um, your, your collector's uh, button,
0: yeah. these
1: models will do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good problem.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, For sure. <laughs> uh, Mate, do, do you want to hit the next one? Yeah, Centaur Prodromi. Uh, these guys haven't been released yet, have they?
0: No, no. Uh, the uh, Centaur uh, Prodromi and the Centaur Kerakis uh, have yet to be released.
1: Look, we'll just quickly touch on them because you know, as, as the, the the hazard of uh, gushing over units that are yet to be released, it uh, may change. Um, 150 points for Light Cav. Uh, Movement eight basically is the highlight in a otherwise very slow OD list. Um, Four attacks, four wounds, two defense, one evasion with shield, so they're decently tanky with no resolve stat. Uh, Cleave one, uh, so they, they're quite... You know, and, and Brutal Impact one and Impact plus two special memory all. So the central Podromia are quite effective skirmishers um, and quite... Probably tankier than your opponent's going to give them credit for, certainly tankier than the 150 points would... Uh, would belie, yeah. uh, and then when they start to upgrade the beverage of old, suddenly they're like, "Wait a second! In the past, we used to be shot cav.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we used to actually put the spears down." Um... Yeah. Oh, that, that's that's a thing that we can do now. Um, so suddenly they become, you know, that
1: they they just get
0: very good. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're cool. I really like them. No, they're good. They are good. I, I also like them as old well because they're um they're a light regiment, which is something that um like I mentioned before, old Dominion don't have a lot of. So it's. Uh, oh. It's nice to get that and speed eight again. Yeah, like you said, it's uh, the rest of the army is quite slow in that five or six range. So now you're actually getting that extra that extra boost in speed. So if they come, they come on turn one, being light, they can move 16 inches, uh, and then they can you know do it again the next round. And,
1: and they're setting a really good reinforcement line. Yep. Exactly. And then you know I think the only thing I'd, I'd look at Centro Podrini would be the points because 150 getting a lot, um, and. Being you know challenging early game lights, these guys will blend some, not all, um, but some of the cast uh, yeah. of early game lights
0: for sure. Uh, then you got the Centaur Ketakies, uh which are the uh, medium uh, variant and the ranged variant of the other of the the Prodrami. So they're 180 yeah. points. Uh, March eight volley clash two four attacks four wounds. defence uh, Defensor three uh, animate vessel barrage three 16 inch armor piercing deadly shot. And they can pick up sure shot with their memory of old. So, um, basically, centaurs with bows um, running around, just popping fools um, with the with armor piercing one uh, hitting on twos, and then you've obviously got deadly shot and Sure shot. Um, interesting, they're an interesting unit. Um, they actually do quite well. The speed obviously helps them, like being march eight, um, and they're they're also in some interesting warbands because uh, the Hierarchy could run them because these guys are actually fallen Pantheon. Um, so the, the Hiding can run them, uh, the Fallen Divinity can run them, uh, so yeah, it's, 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 they, they're in an interesting, uh, warband options compared to where your Prodromia um, which is usually on the, uh, the Legion stuff, like the Heliarch and the Stratheos.
1: I, I like them, I think they're really cool, I mean, aesthetically they're gonna be amazing, undead.
0: Yeah, centaurs. undead centaurs, yeah, exactly. With they are just gonna be phenomenal to, yeah. to collect. And, and they're like they still clash too with four attacks in combat. So they're nothing they're nothing to sneeze at.
1: Yeah, for sure. And terrifying one. So yeah. if you like happen to just need to get something in the flank to pin it, these guys are good. They work quite well. They work um, quite well. well good. Pretty good. So yeah. I mean that but you're starting to get a bit pricey now, I am you? So you're paying you're paying for your unlike uh, the prodromi uh, which are 150, you could probably get away with that. For 180, suddenly you're you're getting into premium territory. So yeah, um, yeah, they're good, but suddenly they're they're starting to cost it.
0: Yep.
1: But mate, these guys are phenomenal. Catafractory. Yep. 200 point. These are heavy cab. These are expensive. Shock cavalry. Um, coming in uh, to a conquest game near you. Mm. Uh, The medium cavalry regiments, the movement 7, volley 0, clash of 2, 5 attacks each, 4 wounds each, defense of 3, evasion of 1, no resolve stat to speak of. Um, I feel like I need to say that every time. (laughs) Uh, Unimate vessel, brutal impact 2, impact 3, and shield, so defense 4 from the front. The memory of old is impact plus 1, and shock. So, yeah, if you, even if you activate the Memories Vault once, these guys are Impact 4, Heavy Cav, with Brutal Impact 2.
0: And Clash 3 because of Shock, yeah.
1: So, yeah, but wait, there's more.
0: (laughs) There's always more. (laughs)
1: Can you please tell me
0: what the Heteros Ah, I can tell you what the Hetairos does. So the Hetairos gives you access to a special rule called Overrun. Um, Overrun is at the end of this regiment's charge action. If the enemy regiment in contact is broken, this regiment may perform its impact attacks again. A regiment with this special rule may perform up to two charge actions during a single activation. The regiment's activation will still come to an end if it fails a charge roll. So,
1: base, base the twenty words or less version is: if they charge you, and they break you with their impact hits, they get to re-roll their impact hits. Yep. If they shatter you, well, sorry, no, 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 no,
0: not re-roll; they get to roll them again.
1: So roll yep. them, re Yeah. Of, uh, break, <laughs> I break,
0: knew break what you, you that meant, that was, but I just wanted to. <laughs> we'll just that was
1: misleading. They get to they get to roll a second set of impact hits, uh, and then if they shatter you uh, from that. Then they get to charge something. Now proviso, as long as they didn't move, charge you to begin with. Yeah. So if yeah. they if they charge you, um, charge you as their first action. Be very very afraid because they can essentially duff up your screen, and then once the screen shatters from the second lot of impact hits, then they can charge the meat behind which means screening from cataphractoid really difficult. The, in terms of counterplay, the most effective way, functionally, is just to make it so that they have to move charge you. Yeah. Because even if they duff up your screen, they can't then charge again. And the, the, the worst activation you can have against the cataphractoid is if you've allowed them to charge you in the first activation, they break what's in front, they charge what's behind, and they shatter it. Yeah, it's exactly. it's happened to me before. It's soul destroying.
0: It's it's pretty brutal. Yeah, hundred percent. and that's the thing, Rise, right? Yeah. So so normally a regiment can't charge twice. Overrun gives them that ability. Um, and yeah. yeah, because if they charge in, impact you, break you, impact you again, and clear you, it's charge impact. If they break you, impact again. Uh, so they can actually do their impact att- Impact attacks four times in a round at maximum. Uh, Which is insane Um, So yeah, do do everything you can to not let that happen uh, Because it's a bad day
2: Yeah, and
1: it's just like it's a really um, It's really effective against newer players who Don't know what they could do Um, if you're the cataphracto player. I think I mentioned this you know, last time we covered OD. Um, if you're the Catafracto player, uh, do your opponent a favor and just make sure they understand what they can do. Yeah. Like, obviously, don't spill it, spell it out in terms of, um, you know, they're gonna charge here and then overrun the best unit. You, know, you don't have to do that, but just say, look, this is what they can do. They can do this. They, if they do, if this happens, they can do this. Um, to just sort of make them aware, because otherwise, that's like probably the biggest feel bad that can happen yeah. in a game. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, they're really, really good. They're very expensive and they are only restricted for the Stratios, aren't they? Yep,
0: yep, exactly.
1: So, like, the... If they were... If they were in any other character, I would say um, they're a problem. Yeah. But because the Stratios is probably, in my mind, the least desirable character of the bunch... I think they're absolutely fine because to take them, you're not taking other things.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the
1: right. a, a real cost-benefit analysis of taking cataphractor. they're phenomenal, but it also means that your opponent isn't also taking the other phenomenal things they could have taken. <laughs> um, so they're just like one of the other problems they have to deal with, and because they have to unlock them with you know unlocks and that sort of stuff, you know, they're de- they, it, it, they, they you can deal with them. Um, You know, as long as you've got some sort of chaff and speed of your own. If you've got no speed, then, yeah, that's a problem.
0: For sure. All right. (laughs) We've got the last regiment now. It is the Profane Sepulchre. So it is a 270-point medium monster with a march of five, a clash of two. It has eight attacks. It has 36 wounds. It has a resolve of nothing. It has a defense of three and an evasion of two. Um, it is animate vessel. It is devout, um meaning a priest gets a bonus on it when it casts. Uh, It has a special rule called Unhallowed Ground, which is this regiment cannot be healed, and even though it's a monster, it counts as being a size 2 instead of a size 3. And in addition, it counts as 5 stands when seizing an uh, an objective zone instead of 3 stands like other monsters. Uh, And it also has, and this is where its fun times begin, uh, it has a draw event called the Exhortation of Eternal Faith. Um, so when you perform this draw event, you select one of the following ev- uh, effects and the effect goes off. So its first effect is this regiment suffers six wounds. It does not take resolve tests from these, but it does gain plus four to its attacks and it gets inspired and cleave one. So it would then be, uh, you know, clash three with 12 attacks and cleave one. Uh, its second effect it can choose is this regiment suffers six wounds. These, red- uh, these wounds do not cause resolve. Target Friendly Regiment within 8 inches counts as if it's under the effect of the Tier 3 Dark Power Pull until the end of the round. So this is, again, it's a, it's a one target of the Stratayos' Supremacy or the uh, Archimandrite's spell. Uh, the third effect it has it can suffer 4 wounds that don't cause resolve, and then all Friendly Command Stands within 12 inches get plus 2 to their attacks and its final uh, effect it can choose is this regiment suffers X number of wounds to a maximum of 12 that do not cause morale. Target enemy regiment within 10 inches suffers X, uh, where X is equal to the number of wounds you just took. Um, These hits have armor-piercing 1 and count as if they've come from the flank, but they do not cause morale.
1: In my little head, I mistook target enemy regiment for target
0: enemy regiments. Ah, no, no. You you hadouken a single regiment with up to 12 wounds.
1: <laughs> I'm just like,
0: this could be fun. <laughs> um, uh, and then, so there's a final caveat to the exhortation, <laughs> which is, it has to be able to suffer the full number of wounds. So if you're trying to do, say, the first effect where it has to suffer six and you've only got five wounds left, you can't actually do it. Um, but yeah that's uh that's yeah, just a, yeah. a thing to take oh. into effect
1: and also it's worth noting that obviously all of these require to suffer wounds every time you yep. uh every you time you do draw it them, yeah. uh, with the exception of the last so you can pick x as 0 so you don't have to suffer wounds obviously you won't Well give you just
0: don't have to you just, you can just choose not to resolve the draw event because draw events are optional so you don't have to actually do anything awesome. like that at all um but uh, the or it, you do is, that yeah exactly uh, and then the um you can kill yourself with this so if you have six wounds remaining and you do six, you, you you burn six wounds for any of the effects you will die um so you can actually you know blow yourself off the face of the planet
1: it's just such an interesting unit i really enjoy it as a design space um i it's so it's such a because obviously the unit's not out it's a conceptualization i i need to see it on the table i need to <laughs> to to, to, sit, to do it. i need to do its thing and receive its thing before i can give you an opinion um my initial opinion is it's going to be interesting
0: yeah <laughs> it's um it's 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 a it's a funny little build um it's got so many wounds uh, that you can just sit it there and do nothing with it. Um, but it's also got enough wounds where you can actually get a fair amount out of, you know, mixing and matching its effects if you wanna if you wanna blow things up.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean part of me thinks the way to maximize it is to literally do nothing and just park it on a point yep. And go, right, you gotta clear thirty six wounds at defence three, evasion two, no resolve. Yep. Um, and I count as five. Yeah, exactly. You do the math. Like like the, the ball is in your court because I have a big stand and I'm not moving. Yep. Nope. Um because as soon as like you're obviously do, you're almost doing your opponent's job for you if you start taking wounds. Yeah. Obviously you're getting good effects, like you know, you get a plus four attacks, you get an inspired in cleaver, like it's good. I'm not saying it's not good. Um it's very good, but yeah, I wonder I wonder if that's the play. Just park it and, and say deal with this problem.
0: And it's for uh, for that reason exactly that it's uh, it's fairly expensive points-wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it, has to be. it would
1: have to be. It, 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 it is it is a unique problem. Because I guess the, the closest thing that we have in the game, at this point at least, uh, to this problem would be the Tontor, wouldn't it? Yep. Being exactly. 26 wounds, this is 36, but the Tontor, of course, has no... Evasion, so the tentacle can easily be cleaved down,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and it has a resolve of a humble resolve of three, um, yeah. albeit with oblivious. But but still, like this is this is an entirely different kettle of fish.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, yeah, but yeah, interesting, very interesting.
0: No, it's it, uh, and mate, that's that's it. We've we've reached the end at long, long yeah. last.
1: Uh, we haven't done one of these long, long ones in ages.
0: We have not. Uh, but oh. that is, conveniently, the final um, army list for TLAK version 2, um, until the Sorcerer Kings release uh, in early 2024. Sorcerer Kings! Sorcerer Kings.
1: Kings! Which we will, of course, cover in amazing depth.
0: Oh, 100%. Uh, the faction is very, very cool. Um, it's, uh, it's been incredibly difficult not to tell anybody who asks me about it what the, uh, the army is like. Uh, I will drop one little uh, tidbit, spoiler teaser. Uh, it is an incredibly complex army to play um, because there's a lot of moving parts. Um, so just be wholly aware of that um, when when, we will, when looking at the Sorcerer Kings.
1: Mate, we will plumb the arcane depths.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, when it
1: comes to those bad boys,
0: um,
1: but not yet. Now is not the time.
0: No, exactly.
1: Uh, but what is the time, time. is all aboard the CanCon train. 100% so, man. Month,
0: month and a half. It's crazy how, how fast the year is flying.
1: Get your paintbrushes. Get your list creation. I thought, personally, I thought I had my list locked down. I've had my list sorted for months. And then I played a lovely little game with a good friend of mine in Perth just yesterday. And... It all changed uh, and suddenly I'm, I'm getting boxes out of the cupboard that I, I was lucky enough to, to have in storage um, and I'm building, I'm painting, I'm getting things tweaked, um, <laughs> but I won't tell you yet. We will do a, a list review show leading up to CanCon, so basically we'll do it after lists have been submitted, obviously, so no one can yep. um, get an advantage. Um, which I'll really enjoy, sort of going through that, and, and so everyone can sort of tune in and find out what they're coming up against. To yeah. hopefully, it will be the biggest uh, tournament in Australian history.
0: Yeah, well, we've like I said um, at the start, we've already sold uh, at least twenty, at least twenty-four. I'm pretty sure twenty-five tickets, um, and you know, out of a cap of thirty, that's uh, that's pretty close. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to, to uh, seeing everybody there and seeing if we can actually hit that thirty cap for. You know the 15 tables of mayhem that that'll be uh, for for Cancon. So much conquest. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome, man. I'm so keen. Mm,
1: love it, mate. Thank you. Uh, that's that's it from me. I yeah, no. I will respectfully retire and <laughs> go snooze because uh, I I am um, retired. am tired.
0: No, um, but awesome. no, absolute
1: pleasure. So much fun.
0: No, man, that was good. Uh, it's it's good to to finally get the uh, old Dominion done and dusted. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no <laughs> uh, but mate, as always uh, guys, if you um, uh, if you like the show please uh, don't forget we have an affiliate code for the Parabellum eShop which is VGG10, we get 10% off your uh, orders you do through Parabellum uh, Monty, thank you so much as always mate it's always a pleasure to do these podcasts with you especially these long ass ones where we you know, delve into all the nonsense as a whole faction
1: I will doff my dusty undead cap at you
0: Beautiful. Awesome, mate. Well, until next time, guys, we'll see you then.